When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tony Dunn and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. We've got the blues, folks, and it's not the process blues. It's the emotional blues as the Carolina Panthers have fallen to 0-2 to start the 2023 season with a lackluster beginning to Bryce Young's beginning as a quarterback rookie year for the Carolina Panthers and more of a slow start for Frank Wright, a coach who is known for slow starts. Now fans are already asking, is he the guy for the job even, which is wild in some cases, will he continue calling plays? Now the media is asking him this, how will the Carolinas rebound or Carolina Panthers rebound as they go on to play teams like the Dolphins, the Lions, on the road next against the Seahawks. Five and a half point dogs on the road. A little surprised it's not even more at this point. Can't will the Carolina Panthers start the season better than 0 and 6? Oh, 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 I got the blues. And it's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Carolina CatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions. I'm here with my homeboy, my wheel man. I, he was at the game. He was at the game last night. Oh, yeah. Cody Lack, man, we had a uh, we had a time on the post game. It was not as apoc- apocalyptic as I expected, though. Yeah, man. Listen, it was very eye opening being there in person. And boy, do I have a lot to report back to you all here tonight, man. Uh, lots of thoughts, lots of opinions. Uh, I feel like the Panthers have no run game, uh, n- no effective run game. Uh, I watched all of those receivers struggle to get open. And no, before everyone says it, I'm not making excuses for Bryce, but uh, this is a pretty pitch poor offense. And I do believe that uh, unless some changes are going to be made before the trade deadline, I kind of think some heads might roll. But listen, man, you already know that it's Tuesday night. There's nowhere nowhere I'd rather be than with my boys wrapping it up about Panther football. And Tony, you know we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know him. I love him. It's our boy, Drew. What's up, Drew? Joey, the blind Panther, Esquivel, 
Diesel Skills, the brand ambassador, David Screws, Dimitri Contos, Indiana One, just don't care. Kristen Delane, what's up, Kristen? Uh, Matt MJF, Michael Johnson, Muscles Marinara, Paisan, My Life, My Story, Jay, what's up? Richard's Outdoor World, Roosevelt Mongo, Supreme Elita in the chat, Sideshow, Tim Estes, Tim Stellings, Tyler Jones, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Love to see all those green tags rolling through the chat right there as a lot of super fans are here uh, to get through this moment with the C3 Panthers podcast giant show last night, over 300 viewers for most of, for a large uh, majority of the show. And the calls have still been flying in over the last hour. My phone has been a buzzing and a buzzing. So Panther fans have a lot to say about this team. Derek Brown and Michael Thomas in a tuffle in the tunnel. Can't wait to talk about that going forward, as well as we've got PFF grades. We've got the latest NFL news, but we've also got the voice that makes a moist. Hello, CK. How's it going? I'm uh, glad to have another Tuesday night with you boys. I haven't hung out uh, back-to-back night with you since uh, we were at uh, training camp, uh, and there was a lot more optimism at that point in time. Uh, man, this is... Uh, it is uh, sobering, but it also is uh, one of these things that we've learned to expect as Panthers fans. We get excited in the offseason, and uh, we find ourselves disappointed by the end of the uh, by the uh, end of the, the 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 season. And you know that's many of our wives probably experience that on a on a weekly basis. So, um, just uh, fun to be here talking with you guys. I have not been to a game uh, in person since the pandemic, I believe, uh, since I went uh, last in Charlotte. And last night, I learned that the Uptown Cabaret is no longer in existence. Where the heck did you go, Cody? Oh, bro, why would I ever tell, man? Some things are better left left a secret, man, you know? Uh, uh, no hey, we had, we had a, Yeah, man, look, we had a great time last night uh, after that performance. Uh, your boy needed to get a little bit tore up from the flow up. Uh, shout out to Kevin. He says, Cody, you a nasty son of a bitch last night. Pen- nah, and ain't like that, bro. It's not just a penicillin. Nah. Imagine but, uh, nah. having an itch. Cody would have an itch. He couldn't scratch it. Ah, dude, you don't know the half of it, dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, nah, it was a great night. Uh, I also felt like, it, listen, I've been to three Panther games in my life, lucky enough and blessed enough to go. Uh, I felt that it was a great crowd last night. It, it was loud. It was packed. I don't know what it looked like from the broadcast, but there was a lot of people there. I, I felt like it was a good turnout, great showing. Um, but man, uh, as soon as the Saints got that, that final score, people started to walk out because they already knew what was up. Are we ready to rumble? Yes, we are. And thanks to Gregory, Greg, the stat daddy, the bad daddy. Good to hang out with you again. Look at him sipping his sipping his C3 mug right now. Look how good that thing looks. I don't have a lot to say. Right now, I'm just going to sit back for the next few weeks, and I just want everybody to know that uh, there's no application. There's no fee. You're free to walk up my hill. And, and, you know, just, just be on my side right now. So, uh, there was a lot of, um, a lot of things that went on last night in the post game show, as far as people who've been giving me shit, um, kind of walking it back or looking the other way. 
There was some oh, you're getting still getting comments about. each week that you're not a fan of the Panthers, though. I know, I know, but I, like I said, my hill's getting crowded. Every week, more and more people join my cult. People Just either saying. love the bat daddy or they hate every word that he says. Can we, can we, hey, listen, I'm a bigger guy. Can we not just, can we use a different metaphor than something that's going to require exercise? TK's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll stand here at the bottom of this. Hey, hill. bro, hey, let, yeah. uh, I echo those same sentiments. I'm not down for the exercise neither. So, Kev uh, said he's <laughs> drinking G Baby Tears. Ooh, you know yeah, that uh, right. two that years ago, G-Baby I came up with an idea too. of a G Baby yeah. Tears mug. Because of that, and oh, maybe we're going to bring that idea back. We've already got some super chats in the house. Pull them up, read them out, and then we'll tell them how they can support the show. We're at 90 viewers now. I need that at 10,000, man. Share this link. Let's go. My man, C. Dog, 1983 TV. What's up, brother? Long time, no C. This is Bryce Young isn't the answer. Hit the like button. All right. Coming out swinging, bro. And yeah, Kev says I'm a nasty son of a bitch and he's penicillin. And uh, I refuse to comment. How about that? It's it's the C3 Panthers podcast. You can be a part of the show by clearly being in the, the chat room, which is always one of the littest places on the internet. You can become a C3 super fan for just $1.99 and get access to additional content and opportunities. Like yesterday, each and every post-game show, we play Mega Mingo. And boy, we filled out some squares last week. One more sack we would have. And actually, we need to go back and revisit the Mega Mingo card. Remember this for <laughs> next week. Four, I think we got four plus sacks on the on the card. And when I made that's the next time I got to do four and a half so that we don't have this lack of clarity. Is four plus sacks four or more, or is it five? I made the card. I guess I could decide, but I need y'all's help. C3 super fans, $1.99 get an opportunity each and every week to be eligible for Mega Mingo, where we're going to give the Jonathan Mingo jersey out at some point, and it looks like it's going to be sooner than later. Then we'll clear the card again and run it back, baby. So, so much fun there. You can find the show on Spotify, on iTunes, on TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. The best thing you can do to share is to share the show with a friend. As the Pat McAfee fellow says, be a friend, tell a friend. We're hitting 100 viewers now. Last night we had over 300. You guys got to be part of this community. It's rocking and rolling. The number's 252228. 5098. The Carolina Panthers have started 0 and 2. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 2 and 0. The Atlanta Falcons are 2 and 0. Now the Saints are 1 and 1. And the Panthers have fallen to the bottom. Not surprising that the Panthers are struggling with a new coaching staff, a rookie quarterback. But boy, the hill to climb towards any site of success is getting steeper and steeper by the moment as we go on the road to Seattle followed by Miami, followed by the Vikings and the Lions. I may have flip-flopped an order in there, guys, but there is a good chance that the Panthers could start this season 0-6. They're certainly not going to be favored in any of these upcoming games. Cody, you were at the game. You, How bad is it right now? Carolina Panther fans, some of them have been freaking out. Some of them have been freaking out. And I don't know if that is an overreaction or if it's necessary. Should we? Don't panic. Don't panic. Should we be panicking? So listen, man, I know Bryce Jones takes all the air out of the room, 
I mean, he's the quarterback that we traded up to number one for. He's the guy that's supposed to be the savior of our offense, the savior of this team. I understand that. But I'm just going to be honest with you because I've never been anything else other than honest. When you're watching the game, Bryce Young does not look like the problem with this team. What I see are a bunch of wide receivers that never get open. And listen, real quick, I want to issue a personal apology to Anthony Piccarello, who, by the way, did a bang-up job on the show last night. I caught some of them. Thanks for filling in for me, bro. Uh, And JJ, because they have been saying for a long time that our wide receiver core is boo-boo, that they're trash. And, dude, when when I'm sitting here telling you that Jonathan Mango, other than the final drive of the game, Jonathan Mango is not getting open. Now, granted, it's only two games, but there are other rookie wide receivers through two games that have looked far better, far better than Jonathan Mango. The man is getting absolutely no separation. Uh, DJ Chark, uh, I know it was his first first game back, but uh, it ran a lot of real lazy routes. Again, no Terrace Marshall at all to be found. Adam Thielen, again, no speed to him but yet he remains the most consistent wide receiver on the field. And what makes it even worse than the Panther or opposing defenses, knowing that the Panthers are not going to be able to throw the ball deep. The Panthers were not able to run the ball at all last night, boring uh, play calling, running them up, the, running Miles Sanders up the middle for two or three yards at a time. Uh, they, they were just able to do nothing. And I understand why people are already calling for Thomas Brown to pick up the play calling. Because right now, everything that they're doing on offense looks uninspired. um, It looks boring. And it looks like no one has any desire to want to go out there and beat someone's ass. There is zero edge to our offense as is. Uh, uh, On the other side of the ball, our defensive front seven is nasty. They really are, man. They were pressuring Derek Carr, getting home, hitting him. I mean, they were really doing their job. And early on, just like versus Atlanta, they kept us in that ball game. But as time goes on, that defensive backfield is torn to shreds. Dante Jackson missing plays out of coverage. C.J. Henderson, my lord. C.J. Henderson. Our I defensive think that's backfield. being too hard on a man. No, no, you're not hard yeah, enough. Yeah, man, that ba- no, oh, Olave catch was single, fucking miraculous, dude. Every single game now, there is a play where C.J. Henderson is being absolutely destroyed. Destroyed. There's no more excuses for it, man. Well, we you were making a ton man. of excuses for Bryce Young well, right now. Whatever. Not because no here's more. the thing, Cody, is that he just didn't have a good, a great game. A good game. He was not good yesterday. Two good games. Yeah. He didn't have two good I'm games. not. I, I, I also think, didn't I say think that week he one was better than week two. It, Fine, it, but he was nowhere maybe. near the worst player on the See, field. That's caveat in a lot of things. Just say this. So you don't have to say but. Just say he didn't have a good game. Yeah, it didn't have yeah, it didn't have but again. That's well, all I gotta say. That's all yeah, I gotta no, say because no you can say now here is this thing. there's this stupid ass clip floating around right now of the almost pick he threw to uh 
to that one guy that Adam Thielen reached back and blew up. And they're like, there's no way he shouldn't have more separation on that route. There's no way you should throw a fucking loopy lollipop over to the corner and think that somebody can't go get that and track it down. So it doesn't matter if he was three steps ahead of that dude or not. When you throw the loopy lollipop, somebody's going to go track that sucker down. So, like, I mean, this is the thing is the excuses, the excuses. Look, the Carolina Panthers are not a good team outside of their defense at the moment. They can't. uh, And is right now it's a rolling goal. It's a moving goalpost of what the actual problem is. But I don't really have a problem that the fact is that Bryce Young isn't great at this moment. A lot of people are like, oh, well, he you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers right out the gate. So you hate this. No. What we were told is this, is that of all the quarterbacks, he was going to be the most pro ready. We were probably maybe they inflated our expectations so much to where I didn't. I almost thought he wasn't going to struggle. I mean, like it was like and maybe maybe that's just me sipping the Kool-Aid or whatever it was. But the idea is this, is that he has had poor. He's had he's left plays on the field, which is fine. Everybody's going to leave plays on the field. But he he didn't have a good game, bro. He he had a lot of missed opportunities. And man, I'm telling you that he had. I don't. I yes. disagree with no, you on no, a Cody, lot of Cody, them. I'll, I'll have I'm twice deep over this. I'm not. I'm not saying that that there weren't, but uh, I'm saying a, a lot of them seems a little bit far fetched to me, especially when you consider Bryce Young and that running scramble. If it wasn't for that. If it wasn't for Bryce Young and his mobility, we would not have any. He's not even crazy mobile, though, Cody. He's not even crazy mobile. It doesn't matter. He was the only one picking up first downs. You're right. Our bitch ass wide receivers. I may not say. Our wide receivers are fucking dog shit, bro. I'm here to tell you. Uh, by the way, I didn't want to say this. We had the best wide receiver court in Carolina And and you're right. And that's why I another dog shit. And that's why but I Bryce apologize. Bryce takes no blame for no, it. I apologize to JJ. I apologize to Anthony. They tried to tell me that this receiving core was not it. And they're right. If y'all want to take this as, oh, I'm making excuses for Bryce. Well, what I'm do you not, call it? I'm not saying what do you call that, it? I'm not saying that Bryce played well. What but did he do well yesterday? If you're pick up the only meaningful first down. Oh, so he had one and, scramble and only, on a wide and, open field. And the only uh, meaningful touchdown drive. What okay. did any of his wide receivers do for him, Tony? Cody, Cody, what look, did the defense do on that touchdown drive, Cody? was open all the time. He just wasn't. Cody you, has you been are, my biggest disappointment so far. Cody, you argue that there are not a lot, like when, when Tony says a lot, I can almost guarantee you when I go back and watch the All-22, there is the exact same amount of bad plays where Bryce Young had a clean pocket and a shot hit the receiver that he didn't do as there are plays where the pocket was blown up or the receiver didn't do what they were supposed to do. I guarantee you it's 50-50. Guarantee. I guarantee you. Okay. He so just you, didn't have so a good so If you're going to say there's not a lot a of plays game. he didn't do bad, you can't say there's a lot of plays the wide receivers did bad. You can't do it. You can't have both ways. Oh, man. yes, I can. No, you oh, can't. Yes, no, it doesn't work I that way, man. Do. It doesn't work that way. It's all about that. Come to recognition, dude. Nope. Because let, let me tell you this. I promise you. What Anthony, did he do Anthony, well Anthony, yesterday? No, Anthony enlighten Anthony. us. You were there. Tell us no, what he did well. Because if you say a scramble no, up I, the middle I, on third and long where they play a prevent defense and the middle of the field completely opens up wide and you have a 22-year-old kid that goes and runs 25 yards, are we supposed to no, fucking no, go, hit, holy dude, fuck, I no, ain't ever – Holy cow, man. Take watch out, Anthony Richardson. He got wheels. 
He hit some nice out routes to the sideline to DJ Chark. Uh, a number of different. I, I can even pull up some pa- of the clips. Look here, let's I can, look no, at I, I, Listen, I can pull up the clips. Now we're getting demonetized. I remember what? No, but, no, no you're not. The game but you're not remembering it right. I'm telling you. I'm gonna look at stats. There, there were a num- there were a number of different plays where Bryce put the ball on the money. Uh, uh, when uh, where he didn't. Uh, listen, I'm not. No, see, this is what everyone's doing. Everyone's saying that oh, if I if I have the gall to say how dull shit our wide receivers are, oh, then I'm making excuses for Bryce. That's not it. I'm not sitting here telling you that Bryce was incredible. But if you're going to sit there and tell me that Bryce Young is the problem with this offense, then you're not watching the same team that I am. I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. He was a problem. I just said he didn't have a good game, dude. He's a yeah. No one did. Tell me one player on offense that did. Tell me who who had who who played well. Nobody. Nobody. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Not a single person. And I don't have to say, but I can but say we this. Traded two zero people picks and DJ for this. He's supposed to lift these players up. You guys argued he had a bad wide receiver core and a bad offensive line Bro, in Alabama and still DJ dominated. Shark had one catch. That's what I'm saying. You yesterday. guys argued all you this said shit several the times. Started. He had one catch for 15 yards, Cody. I'm playing the yeah. clips. No, yeah, he had one catch. I'm looking at the stats. I remember the exact. Don't play the clip. I'm looking at the stats. Look, Adam Thielen was seven for 54 with a touchdown. Chuba Hubbard was five for 34. There was the, one play that DJ Chart got. Yeah, uh, one. That was to the left sideline. Okay. There was, in the final drive that we end up scoring a touchdown, there was a tight window throw. That uh, that Bryce made to Jonathan Mango. Good. Uh, that that, Good. that was you mean right, that we right where they're playing defense, defense. That look, we don't need to defend him at this moment. He just didn't play well, Cody. Yeah, and neither did our wide receivers. But that's and, uh, and, 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 and what I'm here. What I'm here to tell you is, it's a bigger problem than you're making it out to be. Here's the difference, Cody. It's the wide receivers can't play well if Bryce doesn't play well. Like, like it's a symbiotic relationship. That's dude. not and entirely like, true. It is true. You cannot have a great no, game no, of wide no. receiver Greg, if you have a bad quarterback. Greg, no that way. is not true. Now. How many how many thousand yards uh, receiving did DJ Moore have with a mediocre and less than uh, le- one of the bottom tier quarterbacks? He did it with Kyle Allen. He did it with Teddy Bridgewater. He did it with, uh, you know, Sam Darnold. Uh, the dude, I mean, you can't say that. And the other piece of this is, if you have a good quarterback, if you have a bad quarterback, you can still perform bad as a wide receiver, never even get a target coming your way because you're not getting separation. That's the concern here. Um, I'm 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 in agreement with Cody. I think that you know, I think we're we're putting so much blame on Bryce, but there has right. to be blame on the wide receiver core as well. Like when there were opportunities, CK, I think that's the thing is people have to blame so much. CK, I don't even like that word. You can say this. The only thing I agree right now is that entire offense played like shit. Right. But the the problem is where, where Cody is having to defend where his position is, is people that are saying that, that this was on Bryce, that this performance was horrible. And and Bryce didn't play well, but it's also okay to say that everybody else didn't play well either. Agree, I agree with that. And, and like, I, I'm not disagreeing with that point at all. Like I said, I'm not putting all the blame on Bryce, but he does shoulder some of this blame. He was meant to be what we traded him for. If we drafted him naturally, it'd be different. We traded for this guy. He was supposed to be the guy. And my counter to the the DJ Moore thing is 
I don't DJ Moore wasn't a bad receiver. We're not arguing DJ Moore was a bad receiver. He had great games. Right. But my point being is that you can have a bad quarterback and you still have be perform underwhelmingly. Well, okay, but if a quarterback throws for 200 yards and 150 of them are to one receiver, then of course the wide receiver is going to have a good game when the quarterback had a bad game. <laughs> Let's just say this. I did not expect First of all, without that last drive, Cody, he would not have been 22 for 33, right? And Is that soft, that soft prevent defense let us go down the field? It wasn't like he was a miraculous play all of a sudden. All right. The real thing for me is I don't I care about the statistics. I don't care about nice the statistics. Throws. I don't care about. Okay. Well, good. He's the fucking number one draft pick. He should have some nice throws, Cody, if he didn't okay. have. Some nice throws. That would be even more so fucking ridiculous. Like Zach Wilson. I didn't like say his, that. Zach I just said he is. I'm willing throw. to say he had a bad game. Zach Wilson about has some nice throws. What are you talking, talking about? Like, he's, 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 he just yeah. played like utter dog shit. No, nope. I said he had a bad Zach game. Wilson. Dude, look at his stats. He played worse <laughs> than Zach Wilson. That's a bad example. Zach I'm not giving up on the dude. Game. I'm just saying this is to make a bunch of caveats of why he isn't doing well is also it's like, here, why don't we just put it down the fairway on this one and just say this is that the receivers aren't getting things done. Jonathan Mingo hasn't been as maybe as exciting right. or productive as somebody like Zay Flowers or Tank, whatever the other Tank something or or. Uh, uh, Jalen, Jalen, I believe Jalen Watkins, the or even for, the uh, Rams guy, right? So yes, yeah. you could say that. Last night, the Panthers' offensive line played really poorly in comparison to the way they played last week. It's actually kind of strange of what happened la last night and right. how uh, almost is. I can understand Bryce struggling again. Yes, brand yeah, new. Really I can understand that mm -hmm. the implosion at uh, offensive line. Which you could say injuries, the implosion with the play calling and this superstar coaching staff. I just thought this, Cody, that it would be better than this. Regardless if the if it's in regardless if you're ready sure. to say the wide receivers are dog shit. I mean, fine. Okay. I mean, I don't even I'm not even really ready to admit to say that. I think that is even an overreaction. But hey, even if they are dog shit, I thought we would be more competitive than this. CK kept coming back last night to um to ultimately how hey, maybe this is a testament to some good defenses. That could also be a factor here. I just was like this. I thought I kept telling myself we drafted Bryce Young for the intangible moment, for the intangible moment. And you know what? The defense gave opportunity after opportunity last night to let us hang around. You could have just wiped all this discussion away with one positive drive. And we couldn't figure out how to do it. And that yeah. doesn't fall only on Bryce. It certainly doesn't fall only on the receivers. And it certainly doesn't only fall on the offensive line because there were plenty of times where they offered okay protection or better or adequate protection. Yeah. If anything, we probably are saying this, and I'm asking you guys right now, <clears throat> is the honeymoon with this, with Frank Reich over before we even got back from the from the honeymoon <laughs> like yeah. are we uh, are we uh, is are like we fighting on the plane back home mm -hmm. uh from the well, first week away as a married couple 
And listen, and then I want to read some super chats. Pe- people really want us to read these super chats whenever they send them in. I promise. We always That's why see they them. pay up. We always see them, and we always get to them. We promise. Uh, but, I mean, listen, when it comes to this team, uh, one of the things that you also didn't mention is the change in left guard and right guard. Uh, you know, they they said that they weren't going to move Chandler's around. around. That surprised me. And they did. They moved they moved them to left guard. Didn't uh, work. I, that we have a bit. We already have some big time injuries that we're talking about. Uh, yeah, and you know what, Tony? And you've said this before. We have Panthers traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. And we now have this tendency. The shirt's where, coming. Where Frank Reich is starting to sound very eerily similar to a certain someone in his press conferences. Always needs to watch the film. Always has an excuse. Now Frank Reich is out there telling everybody, oh, this offense, and you know, in a short amount of time, they'll be capable of putting up between 28 and 30 points. And dude, Panther fans do not want to hear that. That is the last thing that you want to hear. We're tired of all these empty promises that lead to absolutely nowhere. And and, and I said this before, you might have disagreed with me at the time, Tony, but if during the preseason, you're going to run this vanilla bullshit offense that you're, you're trying to save your playbook for the openers against Atlanta and New Orleans, and you don't look at all different, I, I would have rather that you open it up and got into more of a rhythm with your number ones playing your actual playbook because now it's set the expectations for what Panther fans were hoping to see from this offense. It set them far too high for what they're actually capable of. Panther fans are pissed, man. Let's read the super chats. We got some, we got some things to get to a lot of different things. We got a lot of mm-hmm. stuff to cover. Uh, Tyler Jones here. He said, if you think Bryce Young is not the answer after two games, you're an idiot. It's not just Bryce Young. Poor coaching, no weapons, injuries, rookie Q- QB. No problem. Right. No, I don't think and, any, no one's disputing that. Right. And, Thank you, Tyler, for the donation of $4.99. No one's disputing that. But I right. also don't want people to dispute. If you're saying he had a good game last night, I can't. No, I mean, I can't I'm not saying that. that. So I, I just want to say this is I think the the fairest thing you said is the entire offense played poorly. And, and that co- and that's from the coaching staff on the offensive side down. They were given short fields. They were given opportunities. And I'm not uh, I'm not south sour on Frank Reich just yet. I was a little irritated that he kind of was stubborn in his press conference about how he could have changed some things, but I will take issue with the vanilla play call in one moment. Here's Sea Dog, 1983 TV, $2. He said Cam Newton threw for 400 yards in his first and second game. Get the fuck out of here. Don't, yeah, don't Rick, ever. Here, co- here it comes. A chorus yeah, of, Rick he had Steve, Steve Smith, Smith and about to sit there. And pretend like that doesn't matter. You know who he also had was, uh, hold on, um, he was a fucking awesome and offensive Jonathan coordinator. Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. Nah, I think Jonathan Stewart was hurt that year, maybe. But uh, who was that? We had an awesome, like he was our best, uh, he had a cool name too. Somebody in the chat helped me out who Legendary? our offensive coordinator was no, uh, in Cam Newton's r- rookie season. 
It was. Now here's white Chud, chocolate espresso. Chudzinski. Uh, that's yeah. right. Rod Chudzinski. Uh, that amount we trade for Bryce, he won't be judged like other rookie QBs. He's had two bad games. Agreed. I saw a wide receiver in Hurst open a couple of times. He overthrew. Yeah. And I think, look, it's okay to have bad. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not freaking out. I just get irritated at this point where we just can't say he didn't play well. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's rookies going to come with bumps and bruises. I don't need it. I'm not giving up on him. I'm not giving up on Frank Wright yet. I think this is I don't even like the vanilla play call shit that you guys say. You don't have to have some crazy schematics to win games. You What you have to know is this is you have to see things that are working and not working at the moment. And what you can do is this is when you aren't able to run the ball, you don't give up on the run, but you find other ways to manufacture what would be quote unquote rushing yards. And that is screen. Pa- Why is Miles Sanders? Look, Miles Sanders uh, had what uh, he had. Well, he did. He had three catches for four yards. Can we find ways maybe to get some two ta- two back sets out there? and do some things like that. Can you have some different when it's just not working and you're not winning the point of attack? Do you just keep trying the same thing over and over? Or do you diversify? Here's pipe slinger with a nine ninety nine love bomb. He said, CJ and Axon Jackson played fine. They only let big plays happen late in the game when they were gassed from bailing out the offense. Hold Bryce accountable for missing wide open wide receivers. I sort of agree with that because Look, the defense played well. At some point, they're going to get, you know, it's like how long can you hold back the flood, right? right? How far, how long can the dike hold back the waters? Um, Dante fell for a double move. That was this, that like Greg noticed and said last week was the same exact thing that they did late in the game. Uh, CJ was right there. He's so scared to get a pass PI, you know, and that was, let's give some real credit right there is that was a phenomenal catch by Chris Olave. But on the other side, you had Von Bell, Jeremy Chin, um, and Xavier Woods who had great games. Let's get into the uh, presentation real quick. Don't forget before we do that, this show is brought to you by Caldera Labs. Caldera Labs is a sponsor for us throughout the entire season. And I tell you this, it is a great, fantastic way to get looking good, fellas. It is a twice a day skin regimen that will slow your aging process. I tell you, my skin feels better. I actually put the nighttime serum on right before I came on the show. Right. It's helping the black under my eyes. It's helped the blackheads on my nose. It's helping soften some of these deep ass wrinkles I got from looking like a damn mean ass resting bitch face Sicilian all the time. It's helping folks. Caldera Lab products are really good, man. I'm I'm actually speaking from experience at this point, but you're going to want that 20 percent off. I promise you that the products last a long time. It's a twice a day skin regimen that will make you look good, feel good, play good like the Panthers defense in a way. Go to calderalab.com slash C3 for 20% off your order. I'm telling you, there's scientific evidence right now. After eight weeks, people look younger. Man, you got like the rock and people. Well, I mean, I guess you got to go look down. I see like famous people all the time using the Caldera Labs. Great product, calderalab.com slash C3. Help us continue to grow by checking our sponsors. Even if you just visit the website using that, that's alone a win for us to go give it a look. See what you like. 
I know sometimes good things cost money, but they last. Right now, I've been using this product for almost two months, and I haven't even put a dent in a lot of this stuff. So go to calderalab.com slash C3 and get your 20% off. Let's jump into some of some of the details that we have prepared, some of the preparations. Actually, you know what? Big news here is a big injury hit the Carolina Panthers last night with Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson was kind of got hit in some friendly fire of an after the play. I think it might have been Deshaun Williams. And it was. I can even somebody, play the clip of it, too. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Deshaun, it's not seven seconds. It's not even enough to go. Okay. If you want to, Shaq Thompson, though, ended up breaking his, is it your tibula or your fibula? Uh, his uh, fibula. Fibula. He had surgery. This is uh, from the Charlotte Observer. Today is Panthers longtime leader Shaq Thompson undergoes surgery less than 24 hours after the injury. Many reports believe that he will be missing the entire season. Shaq put out a thank you message today for real Panther fans. Boy, he's heard some of the criticism. It's got, you know, I mean, he's had to deal through some tough lean years with Matt Rule. He was excited to be playing on that defense, but it looks like the I guess the emotional and psychological leader of this team in so many ways outside of Brian Burns is now going to be missing. The injuries continue to pile up in Carolina and the wins aren't. So Cody, what do we got here? Shaq Thompson is the, you put out a great tweet. We talked about it on the post game show last night. We really get to see how important Shaq Thompson is. Yeah. to the defense now. Absolutely. And by the way, he's been a player that's taken a lot of criticism over the years. A lot. And, you know, that's why he kind of put that in his remark, you know, shout out to the real Panther fans. Cause there's a lot of people that are always talking sideways about Shaq and how overrated he is. And, and, yeah. Some even here on hey, the show. Man, I, I've, I fell in love <laughs> with him too. You know what is, this is what happens when you put um, all pro expectations on a guy before you even see him. Yeah. And well, so he look, was like fighting an uphill battle with Tony well, look, Dunn because I bought his jersey before I even he played right. it down. That was your, yeah, that was your bad. <laughs> yeah, and but, so it's like this is I'm he like changed number two. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so. but well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say this though, man. Uh, as soon as I put out that tweet, they put in uh, Camu Cruze Hill, and the dude was awesome. Good, the dude Cody, looks good. So that's may, my maybe, point, Cody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know it kind of came off like I'm saying, oh yeah, well now you'll see how good Shaq Thompson is. That that's not really how I meant it. Like, well now right. we're gonna find no, out. It was a real yeah. legitimate. I thought it was a litmus test of actually how important. I thought it was a great way of putting it. I didn't think I didn't yeah. read sarcasm into it at all. Yeah. I thought I it was like the hey, is didn't look any worse after Shaq Thompson left. I think I'm sorry. I don't think, I think it looked it any worse. Gotten better. Left. Yeah, and I don't mean so, that again. I, I, I listen. I have well it, it you know? right. I, I think that Shaq Thompson has got the short end of the stick because he came in here um, to a, a a team that has a fan base used to having elite linebackers. Right throughout our entire history, we have been known to have elite. So Shaq Thompson was already going to be fighting an uphill battle. He was the first round draft pick um, at a linebacker position. He was learning from the two greatest linebackers uh, in recent history among Panther fans 
and that's uh luke and uh, td right um so and he got the reins and so you know to his defense like he played well and he all he has been a consummate pro for the panthers um but when we saw him come out of the game like we said and this is no knock on the guy it didn't feel like it was as big of a hit as I think many people who are big Shaq fans would have expected. And um, that is a surprise. Um, I don't know if this means Deion Jones is going to get an opportunity to come in and back up again um, or how that's going to look. But um, this is interesting, man. Um, I think, uh, I think Cody, that tweet was very, very profound, especially in hindsight. Now that we see what this defense looked like, even without Shaq, it didn't, now, to be mm-hmm. fair as well, it did get worse uh, towards the end of the game, but I don't know yeah. if that's a Shaq issue. I think that's an offense not keeping the defense I, off the field issue. Yeah, yeah Jay Thomas asked, uh, he said he doesn't know much about uh, Camus, Camus Grugier-Hill. Camus Grugier-Hill was drafted in the sixth round, a 208th overall in the 2016 draft by the New England Patriots. He was waived as part of their final roster cuts. He did find himself on the Philadelphia Eagles in 2016. I want to believe that was, um, if that was their Super Bowl year, then he would have, or the next year, he would have been around Frank Reich at some point. You know, at least he would have heard the name Frank Reich or somehow would have encountered them. He then would go on to sign in 2020 um, a a one-year contract with the Dolphins, which reunited him with Brian Flores, who had been the linebackers coach for the Patriots when he was drafted. Um, he was then on March on, on 2020 in 2021, he signed a one year deal with the Houston Texans. Uh, Frank Reich would have learned about him on December 5th, 2021. If he didn't remember him from D- Philadelphia, he would find out about him on December 5th. Where in one game against the Colts, Grugier Hill set the Texans franchise record for tackles in a single game with 19 tackles. He resigned with the Texans last year in 2022. Uh, and in, in October 2022, Grugier Hill asked for and was granted his release from the Texans. He said, let me out of here last year. Um, and, or, and then he played a little bit with the Cardinals. Now he's with the Carolina Panthers. He had a fantastic preseason uh, camp training camp he was really a name that people were calling out all the time and like my life my story says Camus might be a gem like Luvu Camo and Luvu right is that those guys Luvu is another guy who late he was an undrafted free agent this guy some people might argue he's one of the best he's the best player on the defense in some cases I know you're going to say Brian Burns. I, I think it's Derek I, Brown, but it's this try the trifecta of really good players that are making differences think, to me. I think the argument for Luvu is he's the most consistent player on this defense, and I don't even think it's close. 205 people watching the broadcast. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show by calling in at 252-228-1598. Greg, you said you had a poll in the ch- in, in the chat. What is that poll? I do. I have a poll, and it's actually one of the most um, like equal polls I've put in here right now. It's, it's kind of building up at 65%. So I asked, uh, and I asked all three of y'all this last night, but I wanted to get Cody's opinion too. If Carolina goes 0-6, do we trade Brian Burns to get back in the first round of the 2024 draft? 
I have another hot take about right, trades. Right now, it's 64% yes by the fans and 36% no with 131 votes. Saw a little limp in uh, Brian Burns last night. So, you know, I mean, nobody can survive any game without getting hurt, particularly if you're with the you know. 2023 Carolina Panthers. What is your take on that, Cody? If the Panthers were to start 0-6, is Brian Burns being shopped? Yeah, I think you have to. Because then you're looking at having one of the worst teams in football without a first-round draft pick. And you've denied paying him the money that he wants anyway. So you might as well. Um, You know what really doesn't help? You know what really doesn't help Brian Burns? (laughs) And I'm a Brian Burns defender. I love Brian Burns. I think he's a great player. I think he's gotten better year after year. But whenever you see what a guy like TJ Watt does, last night, by the way, who literally just takes over a football game. He's always going to be compared to that. And even though I feel that he is a tremendous player, he is getting better. And I do believe that he is capable of that. He has not put that on film. So if we're staring down the barrel at another season where we might have a, you know, where our team... The you know the pick that we're gonna send to Chicago is in the top three or top five. Yeah, you bet your ass that we should trade Brian Burns, especially if we haven't paid him at that point in time. Well, I will say, I, I will say this. Uh, I don't know how. If this doesn't change, Fitterer has to make a trade before the deadline, right? I mean, in, yeah, in my to. mind, he, he absolutely he has to. Has yeah, hundred percent. Think about this. Think about this is some crazy shit right here. Think about if we traded Brian, if the the Bears could have with our pick and their pick, two top three picks. Imagine, imagine, but that's it's still top three. Like they're still one of the worst teams in the NFL. So are we Cardinals what are going to have back to back. Some people think they're going to have one and two Cardinals have had two really good games. That they could have won. Uh, so they may, they may exactly not go what you want to do when you yeah. take lose, but, what but what always be competitive. <laughs> true. But what I'm saying is just imagine, imagine for a second that we trade DJ Moore and Brian Burns to Chicago to play with Justin Fields. When we could have just drafted Justin Fields. Oh no! Oh god, he's been so bad. Like, just imagine that. Like, look at how look at how circular that is, man. But like, Brian. Any chance we could trade Brian Burns for our pick from that we gave Chicago? We'll give you Brian Burns for that pick back. Give us that pick back. I think this is the same team. I brought this up on the post game last night, Cody. Is that if you like, it's kind of hard to know exactly what the holdup is or has been with Brian Burns and the Panthers, right? They have been vocal about them wanting to extend them. They have, we've had all of this stuff going around from last year with the, we passed up the trade. They've made him such, you know, he's been such a centerpiece of the team and even a leadership mode. I, I feel like this is like, we're trying to figure out why the hell they just haven't been able to get to get it done. Even if, it was a little bit more expensive than you want. And one scenario is, is that they are f- afraid that they know he's a good player and an important player to him, but they also know that, or they might believe that 30 or whatever it is, is an overpay. And while it's uh, while he's important, 
you got to try to take the emotion out of things right there. And so if you do believe that or if you're concerned about an overpay, if that's something lingering in the back of your mind, then I don't understand why you I mean, it would it would it would seem that at least considering the idea of trading him would be something you would have to give, you know, kick the tires on to. in a way. It's a, it's a must that. Let's get at that let, point in time. Let's keep popping through the show. A lot of people got a lot of questions about Derek Brown and stuff. What is this? Let's oh, go. Uh, hey, real, real quick, just because it was so kind. Oh, well, we got two of them. Uh, Jay Thomas uh, says, "Do we know the details on Derek Brown and Michael Thomas?" Jay, we're gonna get right to it, brother. I promise. It is in the show notes. Uh, and then Charles June with the five dollars says, "Hi." Just wanted to support the podcast. Thank man. you so much. Man. We appreciate you, Charles. Um, uh, yeah, let's jump back into this uh, presentation. So um, this is. Uh, Did we skip the, the one on the Williams? I might have. Hang on. I, oh, maybe. Did I miss where I thought I moved it? Or maybe. I, have, yes. No, there it is. is there it, it is. Uh, so I and I do want to play the clip. It's not going to ding us. Okay. Well, I, I just don't like looking at the injuries. At, at, man, oh, ever since I saw bad. that. Uh, I, and I'm not, yeah. And I, oh, I'm, dude. Like, I've, uh, you know, for someone who loves to watch people almost die on the internet all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have had a lot of problems with the Aaron Rodgers injury that looked like a lampshade. Or, and not a lampshade, a window shade. You know those old window shades you can pull and they would... Yeah. Like, that's what his... When his uh, Achilles ruptured, that's what his calf muscle did up his back of his leg. And then I saw that Nick Chubb one and I'm... Mm-hmm. And so, um, what I saw this tweet today and I wanted to ask you guys about it. Deshaun Williams came out here and he said, want to say for the so-called fans who think I would hurt someone on purpose is jokes. I'm sick at what happened, not just my teammate, but someone that brought me into this team as a family. I don't understand this. Like who the, like in what world would anybody suggest? So can you guys explain to me what anybody would suggest that he was trying to hurt? They're they're saying that he like hip tossed this guy onto, uh, onto uh, Shaq Thompson that caused that to break, that break to happen. I mean, it's 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 all bam bam. There's no you can't blame it. It's similar to like the the situation with uh, Bryce Young in uh, preseason when we saw um, somebody almost roll up on so, his leg. We wanted to blame heavily Michael Jordan for letting that uh, pressure yeah. get there, so, almost pushing him into him. Keep your eyes on uh, their left tackle, Sean Williams is over here. Okay, so it is the hip toss play. He does. Yeah. So watch. Then this, Shaq Thompson makes the tackle. Hip toss right on the shot. Oh, yeah. That's not No, man. He's just trying to punish the damn left tackle. Right. That's what I'm saying. And like, I didn't really yeah, see it. Happens I didn't yeah. I didn't really see it, but uh, but I guess people were insinuating they did not. Dude, some Panther fans are dumb as shit. Hey, I love y'all. And by the way, when I'm at the stadium, everybody that comes up and shows that C3 love Bro, you don't know how much it means to me. It, it, it's incredible. I were you a superstar everybody. last night? Oh, dude, there, dude, there were at least twelve people, and more, probably even more, that came up and showed love and said hello, took pictures. It, it, it was incredible. But like uh, Panthers Twitter has been wild lately. I mean, talking to players about players, 
and just you know, saying dumb shit. Like, I think it's why fine would Deshaun to talk about Williams... players, but when you start at mentioning them, like, yeah, and say, it's like, like, it's why like... would Deshaun Williams ever do anything to hurt another one of his players? Like, it makes it doesn't even no make sense. sense in the world. Yeah. Everyone's just a mo- everyone listens yeah, to their emotions more than yeah. they listen to their brain, and it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Or they just like to troll. And you know, and you're trying to get a reaction. Kev says that's uh hard, that's playing hard through the whistle. All right, let's get back into the show right there. We're gonna get to Michael Thomas and Derek Brown in just a moment. And your calls any second. The number's 252-228-5098. After the game last night, uh, so we'll go back one. Sheena, uh, I believe it was Sheena Quick who has asked this. Now she is this is the second time she asked this. She asked yeah, this at, at the third preseason after the third I, preseason. I, I'm, game. I'm glad. Hey, but I'm glad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did they do? I'm glad they do. I, I hope that if Darren Gant calls out David Newton, which I got some beef, we'll talk about that in a, in a little while, is that maybe he should call out Sheena Quick on this. And what I mean by that is, is that if he he said David Newton was misusing his platform uh, to stir up Panther fans. Oh, anyway, yeah, um, so this stupid. is what uh, when asked, I believe Sheena Quick was the one that asked the uh, this question. Uh, without the possibility of handing off the play calling to Thomas Brown. This is not unprecedented in the NFL as uh, Nick Sirianni did this. Um, and then they gave it to the Steichen guy, I believe, or whichever one was the offensive dude that went to the Colts and, uh, and things picked up. Uh, this was uh, Frank Wright's response. He said, that's not a change I would make in game. Listen, I've mentioned this before. The way we call plays, I'm calling the plays, but it's very collaborative. I'm talking to everyone on the sideline. I'm the one who calls in. I'm going to do what's best for the team. And right now, I think it's best for the team that I'm calling the plays. I'm confident in the play calling. We got to get better, but I'm not ready to do anything there. Thomas is a great coach. One day, I want him to call them. When that will be, I don't know. Cody, uh, earlier when everybody was kissing and hugging and loving on each other, just two months ago, three months ago, it really seemed like the timeline was going to be that, that Frank Reich had a much earlier timeline in mind of passing it off. Now this comment sounds like, eh, that's really kind of, I would just say that to make y'all feel better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's like, listen, if you don't want people 
to ask that question of you, your offense needs to perform better. Like literally the reason why you go out and get a Thomas Brown to be your offensive coordinator is because he was so highly touted. Sean McVay loved him. He came from an offense that was putting up a lot of points and did so consistently. Uh, the Ram, you know, the Rams didn't want to lose him. And if you're going to have this vanilla basic offense, like guys, this looks the exact same as the offense from last year. Cannot sustain the drive. The defense does some good things, but the offense can never bail them out. They finally score points late in the football game when it doesn't even matter. No batted passes, though. It it, it looks just like, like, yeah, okay, no no batted passes. That might be about it. Uh, But other than that, it's so vanilla. It's so, uh, I mean, there's nothing about it that's interesting. For the past five to six years, the Carolina Panthers have been allergic to a downfield passing attack. We're not even used to remembering what that looks like, man. It's like it, it doesn't happen here for us. All right. Um, well, so, well, you know, I guess I think to me it's a it's probably it's to if you're going to tell me to stop panicking and make all these excuses for all these other things, then I think um, Frank Wright deserves more time. I, I think last night I thought the first game was fine. I thought last night's game uh, it clearly wasn't working. Uh, on the ground in so many ways. And in fact, the, the I am one of the few people that um, I thought that like when we moved the ball, one of the good plays that Bryce had was would have been a third and 12, I believe. And that set us up for our first field goal to tie things up. So we were like on about the fifth. Uh, it would have been like where were we were at would have been like in a 60, 60 yard field goal or something. And he picked up a good, seven, eight yards on that third and 12 that moved us into about a 52. Was that right, CK? About 50. Was the first one 52? Uh, it was 52, yeah. Yes. Or, no, it was 51. His long was 52, so it was one yard shorter than his longest. So that was a big, that was a good, nice pickup. Uh, and on a, on a third down, that was good for, um, for Bryce Young there. Uh, but then that put us at fourth and three. And you're already kind of in that crazy deep range. You're only down right. three. I felt like this is man three yards. We can maybe like this is this is a type of fourth and three situation or third and three. You know those those down and distances yeah. are good for our offense. They're good for what Bryce Young's skill set were. So I was kind of hoping. And maybe I'm just like so desperate for this Panther offense to find a little momentum. I've just been going, go for it every time. That's what I felt like saying every time we get anywhere close to a fourth and manageable distance. But, um, you know, so you get down there. Other than that, uh, the play calling, I don't know, is that we'll see. We'll see. Is I don't, I think that, look, you give it some time, but nothing was working last night on the offense. And I don't think it was just play calling, but it certainly didn't help um, when it came to running the ball on first down and getting nothing and then run. Like it was, I don't like the term vanilla. It just wasn't working. It was pretty vanilla. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, uh, real quick, man, we have some. Beautiful fans, man. Mm. Rare, uh, no, first, uh, I want to make sure I read them all. Uh, Kenneth with the 499 says, uh, you guys don't think it's a 
tad bit too late to trade BB since we didn't take the two first-round picks. That'll really make Scott a failure, in my opinion. And Kenneth, that's what's caused me to do a 180 on Fitter. I think this thing has been so thoroughly botched, and this team is still such in sore need of talent that I really don't know who else to blame but Fitterer. So right. I, I 100% agree. Uh, Anthony with the 199 says Burns for Harrison Jr., Tank, and we roll. Uh, Rare Gamer 99 with the $5 says Frank is a mediocre reject from the Colts, and the only reason he is here is because Tepper wants a nostalgic storyline to sell tickets. Prove me wrong. Wow. Coming out swinging haymakers, bro. And then Josh Dyson with the 999 says, Love the show, boys. I've uh, been watching since Tony started 10 years ago. Thanks for the therapy and keep up the great work. Keep pounding. Shout out, Josh, man. They just keep coming. Oh, yeah. This is what a generous night. I think there might even be one more in the hole now. Um, Oh, thank see. you so much, guys. What a generous two nights of our fans listening yeah, in Jay our Thomas. as we finish Hell the 10th yeah. season up. Hard to believe hey. Frank is not smart enough to call more advanced plays if he thought the office could handle it, or offense it's, yeah. could handle it. I could be wrong. Shout out to Jay, man. Go ahead, uh, yeah. Look at, look well, at I- Sideshow. Go hit Sideshow's comment up real quick down. It's the last one. Man, I tell you this. You know Caldera Lab products are working when he said – Hey, 10 years ago, 20, Tony was 22. I've reg- I've gone back 10 years in time because of calderalab.com slash C3, 20% off. Use the code. Uh, Greg, you, you had something to say. Yeah, just real quick. I put a new poll in the chat. If you're in the chat room right now, I, I think I don't know how many people we have in there right now. I know it's quite a few. We but, have uh, 219. Just, I, put up a, I put up a poll for the Carolina Panthers after six games, 0-6, 1-5, 2-4, 3-3. I couldn't put 5-2. Uh, and two because it just gave me four options. But I don't think anybody thinks we're going to go five and two. So if you get a chance, vote in that poll. Uh, when I get to, you know, 30 minutes or so, or at least 150 votes, I'll take it down. We'll see what the results are. But, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, we also, see speaking of, of, of happy times and, and good times, uh, thank you, Carolina Panthers guy. He said, I've been rock CPG. He says, I've been rocking with Tony for 10 years as well. Keep pounding. Happy birthday to Frankie Louvre. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Was it Frank? I please say, oh, yeah. now I made me, you made you me did. start this. Yeah. Frankie Louvu, uh, birthday today. Happy birthday to really a, a real standout star. And talk about a guy, an undrafted free agent that's going to secure a nice payday if he keeps playing like this. I think he's put enough uh, on tape that if the Panthers ain't going to pay him, somebody else is. And you know who was just raving about him was Brian Baldinger, Baldinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, breakdowns. A, yeah. Baldy's breakdown was just raving about Frankie Lufu and his closing speed his attack speed. And really Dude. he plays with, he plays he, fast. He plays Dude, fast. How about, how about this for the past? What? How long has he been on the team now? Three years. He has been our most consistently good player for three years. But that, uh, in this transition to a 3-4, it has been absolutely seamless for Frankie Louvu. The guy is a heat-seeking missile. Everyone that plays with him loves him. Shout out to Kristen Ladane. That's her boy. I know she loves her some, some Frankie Louvu. And how could you not, man? The dude is getting pressures. 
He's getting sacks. That dude is out there whooping ass and taking names. I love this dude. And I'm not mad at anyone who tells you that Frankie Louvre is the best player on our whole fucking football team, bro. I really do think that you can make a legit case that Louvre is our best player, offense or defense. Oh, Lord. He is our best player. Just two days ago, you said it was clear that it was Brian Burns, and you were an idiot if you didn't. But that's why I said. You can't make the argument Brian Burns deserves to get paid top three if you say Frankie Louvre is the best player on the team. (laughs) I'm sorry. You can't do that. Those are Brian Burns and Frankie Louvre are hands down the best players on our football team. Okay, and but it's you're saying Frankie Louvu is so close. If Frankie, like, like obviously they're very close in your mind. There's no way that Brian Burns can be paid top three if Frankie Louvu, his teammate, is so close to how good he is. Well, I mean, and Brian like Burns said, is... Like I, I said mean, in the game of the day, Brian Burns has never been top I know, two. I think it's, I think it's Derek Brown. I'm with you. Louvu is, is, is an off-the-ball linebacker. And, and I think they're a trifecta of good players. I think Bur- right now they're making over. a difference. A lot of people, though, were. I thought that last week when they said that Burns disappeared in the second half, I thought a lot that was an oversimplification of how the game was going and the double teams. Some people are, again, coming back and saying that you can scheme him out of the game. Um, and that, you know, I don't know, is that, look, he got a little nicked up and banged up. Man, I like Brian Burns. I think he's been a great asset to this team. I love Frankie Louvre. We've been singing his praises for a moment. And I tell you, one guy who has never turned his back on Derrick Brown is this guy right here, man. I'm proud to say that. Go check all the tape, bro. Yeah, All the tape. I'm telling you, he's only made our team better. What we got next here is like, I'll take over if Kobe C. We got next. Kind of get through some of this stuff real quick. Oh, uh, here's the bad I guess we could go look at how some of the performance grades real quick of, let me see, Cody put this one in. This is 2022 open window throw selection and accuracy. Let's see. Can you guys, how do we? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I wouldn't miss this for the world. So basically what you're looking at is a chart of completions. Wait, let me, let me take this down right quick. So, uh, Okay, this is a percentage of accuracy to throws to open windows. Okay, look at Bryce Young all the way up there on the left. I feel like being on the right is better, though. No, no. I feel like top right would be better than top left. Top right, no, top right means that you're very accurate, and on the uh, top right is also the percentage of throws to open windows. So Kirk Cousins is accurate and to wide receivers that are open. So he's this, accurate this, no, open window. This, you're, no, you're, no, no, Cody, you're reading no, this no, wrong. No, 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 you're not. You're you're not you want to be in the chart. top right, nope, Cody. Cody you're, no, you that's don't. You want to be in the center. Now Look at the do. dotted line. Look at the dotted no, line. No, no, that's the yes. mean. I think that is, I think this is that if you are in the top right, that means Kirk Cousins throws not only the most accurate but into the tightest windows that's how no, this chart no means. no 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 open windows is off to the right the more okay. open you are okay. that, that would be to the okay. right of the chart on the left side means they're not open bryce young 
has thrown the most accurate passes to wide receivers that are not open. This is hold the on, point that Zoom I'm telling like, everyone. Okay. I think you're, I right. you're at, right. I was, no, I was right. at the game. They are not open a majority of the time. We're and not arguing Hollywood. We're trying to figure it out, man. On Bryce. It's ridiculous, man. We're hold not putting on. anything no, no. on Bryce. They didn't no. play well last I'm night, dude. There is a fan that there is a contingent of the fan base that wants to put it all on Bryce or bench him for a year or all this other dumb shit that has no basis in reality. And that's what the chart shows to everyone. All I'm saying. The this um the only thing I would say with this is this is saying the throws that he's making are going to people who don't have the percentage of his throws are going to people who don't like, a larger percentage of his throws are going to people who don't have open windows. Right. right? But yeah. when he does have an open window, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks, the ac- most accurate quarterback to be fair, based on this chart um, to throw to an open receiver. Because he definitely doesn't have the most, a great per- passing percentage. You can't, you know, he's had a 50%, right. 52%. So, like it's this is how do we into how all right so you want to use this to say look he's accurate when his receivers get open yes and that he is the type of player that can get the <laughs> ball to his playmakers but if the playmakers are not doing their job he's not Cam Newton he's not going to be the type of player that that's going to run for 150 yards and put the team on his back he is going to be dependent on the O-line in front of him and the wide receivers that are around him. And this is another reason I'm down on Fitterer. Because if you knew that part of this offense involved a deep threat that can get open down the field, and the only thing that you went to, to the deal with was DJ Chark and Terrace Marshall Jr., like that that's no, all that you, know you what? can muster up. This season? One fucking thing, and this would have been fixed. Demir Bird. Oh. Demir Bird would have fucking made this. Oh my you know God. what, Cody? You just said this just now, and I want to make sure that I'm right on this. You just said he's not Cam Newton. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm not comfortable trading two first-round picks in DJ more for a player that's not at least Cam Newton. All right, don't matter. So there you go. Yeah, right right there you this. go. He's, he's, like, just you know, it for me. he's not Cam but, Newton. Seriously, Cam Newton won one MVP, went to one Super Bowl. I'm not willing to wait around. Yeah, but franchise Cam Newton's game my, is of, different, dude. You can't, when he says Cam, he's not Cam Newton, I don't saying. think he, he's not saying he can't be the caliber yeah, player not, that a Cam Newton was, that he couldn't be an style. MVP, but he isn't 6'5, 250, who can manage to. Look, is Cam? You mean that drafting a smaller quarterback is a disadvantage? No, no, no. no. He's just not going to beat you with his leg. Like Cam Newton was a running back as well. Cam Newton was was electric in like you could just say this is you could just design the game for him to be the massive running threat. You know, and you're just you can't do that with a Patrick Mahomes. You can't do that with the Tom Brady. You can't do that with. So you have to. That doesn't mean Tom Brady. You could say this is Tom Brady is no Cam Newton. No, I would say Tom Brady far exceeds Cam Newton. No, the games are different. You're not understanding the comparison. We're saying even if you're saying, uh, but but by the way, I'm saying Hall of Famer. I'm saying Hall of Famer Drew Brees would not have been able to do what Cam Cam Newton Newton did 
with not but without the wide receivers and you know without really? the the help on the so? line. Well, Drew Brees took you a don't few think years Brees too, guys. Been able to Let's... make those wide receivers better. And then well, he did, but you know he didn't do that until till year three or four. After he had a pretty good year in San Diego, but then they chose to go with Philip Rivers. Where actually they really tried to go with Eli Manning. He said, "Hell nah." But then they went with Philip Rivers. Then they shipped. You know, so it's like, look, is hey, Steve Young didn't start out a Hall of Famer. Tom Brady didn't start out a Hall of Famer. No, he did actually. Tom Brady is the one exception. He did start out a Hall of Famer. Well, no, he, he came in the started first. as a game manager <laughs> he, he, he on a did. fantastic he team. He won a Super Bowl's first year. And but but well, so fair, like if, you stats, if you look at his stats, he wasn't like that. was a Hall of Famer. Roethlisberger was the second year. <laughs> oh, was so it the second year? Uh, yeah. White Talk Espresso with the four ninety nine says Jalen Hyatt had one point two seven separation time, but had two touchdown catches for eighty nine yards. With two catches, he burned the defense. There is more to this chart. All right, I well, mean, that's still beside well, We're going to get to the grades. We're going to get to some grades, PFF grades, but we had a great super chat earlier that asked us what the heck happened uh, at the end of the game. And uh, I didn't see this till late today, right? Yeah, so I, I didn't, didn't know what you're talking about, to be honest with you. Oh, this is awesome. Is uh, oh, yeah, So I saw it says Panthers uh, defensive lineman Derek Brown. I got it pulled up, Cody. Um, oh, you already have it? Yeah, I just want to I put it in here because we can't embed the the videos um in the presentation the way that sh- this is works with StreamYard. But um this is what happened is here. We'll go ahead and let me go ahead and roll it and let you guys see what happened here. Can y'all hear it? Yep. There it goes. Boy, Michael Thomas, a dummy. Michael Thomas is like one of those people. Like, if he actually got into a a scuffle with Derek Brown, he would be dead. Oh, totally. By the way, did he? But apparently, he shouted out. Uh, West Side Crip or something. So he's like talking on some gang shit as a millionaire. He said that, like, dude. Yeah. He oh, like, yeah. He, I think he, he got said, in trouble so, he, he early said, on in his career with having a gun and some different things in New Orleans. Yeah, he said West Side Crip gang. Uh, and it's like, bro, you're a real cornball. The only thing that you could do is run slants. Uh, he was backing up the and entire cry. time. All he does is cry for yeah. everything to be a pass interference. Bro, he's a diva, and you notice how his ass was backing up the whole time. You damn right. Derrick Brown was coming after. They would murder him. They would pull him apart. Derrick Brown would eat him like a chicken wing. Derrick Brown would have Mm. sunned his ass. Cornball shit, bro. That's why nobody talks about him as a top wide receiver, bro. He's Bro, he's a clown, man. Um, today, so just to keep up with the news, we got to get rock and roll, bro. This show is look; it just gets deeper and deeper every day, man. We're two hundred and twenty-three people in the week, man. You guys are fantastic. We're an hour and fifteen minutes in, and we're just hitting what happened today. Panthers, though, have been trying to work out a quarter. Where they worked out a quarter, Breon Borders. 
um, who just served a two-game suspension. And former uh, Carolina safety Sean Chandler can now play again after his two-game suspension. Don't worry, Sean Chandler. We don't need you. The safety room is just fine. The question is, is what are you going to do with the quarter, the corners? Breon Borders really hasn't done any. You know, you know, he's a former Duke player. Breon Borders, and why did he get suspended? I meant to look it up, suspended. But the, what this really is, is more than likely two games for the first two games of the 2020. He was with the Falcons, Breon Borders. Uh, quarterback is suspended first two games. Why? Uh, it does not say. Uh, suspended for using performance-enhancing substances. Um. But he was, I think he ended up, he had, um, he was really, he was a turnover guy in Duke, with Duke, but that was also like five or six years ago. So as he's had a slow burn trying to find a way uh, into Carolina. I did look over at some pro football focus grades. I know you guys can take them for what they are and what they will. Um, but there is, Hey, there's something, I guess, that we could at least talk about. Uh, I looked at, you know, they had this article that was all the number one first round picks and looking at those grades. Bryce Young, his overall rookie grade so far has been a 40.8 by uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh, 59 snaps in week two. His week two grade was 57.2. Young made one big-time throw and three turnover-worthy plays on Monday Night Football, they wrote. It was better performance for him, but still not one conducive to winning games. His Uh 7.1% turnover-worthy play rate on the season ranks third-worst among quarterbacks. Um, And I did just bring this up. I wanted to show you guys this. Here are the other two guys in their uh, grades. C.J. Stroud with a 60.7. He's played 84 snaps. He had a good week, two, 65.7, but also played an Indianapolis Colts team, right? Stroud dropped back more than 50 times for the second straight week. Mixed results. He's looked solid from a clean pocket, but folded under pressure again, they wrote. Stroud is currently ranked 12th in the NFL with a 79.3 clean pocket passing grade. His 31 uh, passing grade is under pressure. So, man, imagine him uh, in Carolina last night. Stroud will have to approve under duress. And uh, his overall – so he's got a higher rookie grade so far than um, Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson, he only played 18 snaps in his second week. He did have two touchdowns, but both are uh, running. Both he has, yeah, so, yeah, I said this to Grant before. Mark Jackson or Kyler Murray for doing that. Well, we did. So people complain about Cam being dead. Well, yeah, well, yeah, hold up, Greg. Like I told you, that's what we show, knew he was good at. Those guys also great. finished out a game through his career, and they all they both started two games. Finished, uh, yeah, started them and didn't finish them. And that's, so, that's actually bad for again, you because he hasn't finished them, and he still played better than Bryce Young in both games. Size is a problem. Yeah, the big dude is more hurt and more injured than the little dude. You're trying to bring in something else to the argument. The bottom line is he still play, he's played two games. Even though he hasn't finished them, he still played better than Bryce Young did Greg, playing your, two full games. Your number one argument when we first were talking about Bryce you're Young right, versus everybody else was injury. That, that was, no, was never was it anything was else. And Anthony Richardson could be injury prone. I'm, I'm not denying that. 
Like I'm not I'm not saying I never said he wasn't. Or he could yes, just be running around sacrificing his body like a former quarterback. Yeah, would have. But let's let's be real. Not... Let's look at the injuries. One was a quad injury, a, a knee, a, a bone a bruise on injury. his knee. So, yeah, they hit his knee and he took him out for the game at the end of the game. The second one was a concussion that anybody that falls to the ground could have had, no matter your size. Size didn't matter in the second one. Yeah, but it right. didn't okay. happen to just stand there more. It, it happened. But it happens there. to a lot of people but, all the time. On, it happened Greg. to. It last, last week. You're you're also year. moving the goalposts on that. We're talking about Anthony Richardson, who is going to be okay. taking way more hits than anybody else because what does he do more than any of these rookie quarterbacks? Okay. Run the ball. Fair point. That's when he got hurt game one, he he laid on the ground for a while because it was his knee. Because he was running the ball on a designed pass play because he wasn't trusting his ability to get the ball to his receivers. Yeah. Hey, AR could be injury prone. Like I said, I never argued that he wasn't. I just feel like when you have a guy who's 6'5", 250, and you have a guy who's 5'10", 200, when they take hits, there's a better chance of the smaller guy getting injured than the larger guy. Well, That's all it just hasn't been the case. Three in injuries can happen. Yeah, Look right. at Aaron Rodgers. He fell down. Because he's you can't do it like, and, oh, and, and whenever the big hit. players get hurt, you know? oh, it's a freak injury. But whenever a small player gets hurt, oh, well, it's because they're so, small. So like, let me ask you, Cody. Does it, does ways, your, I, don't, I just don't think we should say Anthony Richardson has played great just because he's run the ball. Yeah, Everybody right. knew he, he was a runner. Great. What's his QBR? He's played great. He's played better right. than Bryce in both games. Is Justin Fields a runner? Because Justin Fields is a better than Bryce. Justin well, he's put up some player. better. All right, so here's the thing: is that is it probably is now negligible after not being able to play uh, a full game and in, in week two. You're right. He uh, but here is to continue yeah. on and not to get too lost in the weeds in that discussion. The Carolina Panthers are also, um, you know, have some concerns about how to deploy Bryce Young, and we saw that as they decided to go, or at least look like they were going to opt for a fourth and one QB sneak, which I think we ended up fault starting on in that case. So then you didn't go for it. Uh, this is David Newton, bro. Took a little heat today from some people for this. He wrote biggest hole in the game plan. What to do on third and short. The Panthers can't use. Maybe it was third and one, not fourth and one. That I was thinking uh, the Panthers can't use their quarterback sneak because young just isn't big enough to make it work. Plus, he doesn't have experience at it. So Carolina had to bring up quarterback Andy Dalton on those plays. The first time there was a false start. The second time, Dalton pitched to a running back, to running back Miles Sanders for the first down. But this could be an issue moving forward. Good old David Newton just knows how to write it just a way to get people riled up. Because he said he isn't big enough to make it work. Can't use him in those terms. What do you guys think about David Newton's take? And I got a problem with Darren Gant's take about David Newton next. Uh, I I kind of agree with what he's saying. Like I said, I brought this up yesterday. Like, what kind of faith do you have in your quarterback when it's that situation and you pull him? I think this is a great I, I, time I, to use your backup quarterback. No, it's that. a great time to use your backup uh, quarterback. You, you have it. Taysom Hill. I hate it for different not, not with Andy reasons, Dalton. Different yeah. reasons than Greg, but yeah, I hate this. Hey, give me a break. I, I I don't fucking need Dalton on the field for shit. I I, I just don't. Why? No. For what? What Unless is he Bryce gonna do? Yeah. What is he doing for this team that uh, that you're not gonna ask Bryce to do? 
And by the way, if there's something that Andy Dalton can do that Bryce just isn't able to do yet, then like that leads to, to Greg's point. Like maybe we made the mistake, but uh, like there's no reason that you should be putting him in in any situation. It's the dumbest shit in the world to me. If he's hurt, fine. But if he's not hurt, bring Andy Dalton's ass off of my field. That's when's he gonna get I'm the experience saying. if you don't give it to him now. One hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. And by the when way, it's the experience? same thing. It's the same thing that I said. There were some people in the chat room last night saying, "Oh, bench him for a year." He's not ready. Oh, I know. How the hell do no, you learn how to the... play football from the bench? It's the unless for some thing. reason you were just really concerned about ruining him. There's like no something that was so bad. If your if offensive you were line, ruin him, then he was never the dude. Look, right? I was, was against this argument, dude. but there was an argument a few weeks ago about sitting a quarterback for a year and how great it was. So. I don't think I don't I don't think if you have enough, I think that, that if they're a I think if they're a second round pick, then maybe that's something you do. I think well, if we you know if about, you're the uh, most pro ready quarterback and all of these other things, no, I think it's just time to learn on the job. And I think I he's been fine learning on the job. I think that's gonna be the best. Here's what I got a problem with, Darren Gant on this one. Why has he got to come after my man David Newton for this? David Newton on December uh, on September 17th wrote this. He wrote the Falcons. This is his tweet, by the way. The Falcons 2-0. The Bucks 2-0. Panthers 0-1. Can't afford to lose to Saints 1-0 Monday night football and be two back of the entire NFC South. That was David Newton's tweet. I find that nothing wrong with that. No. Right. I agree. I, mean, I find but- this Especially is what Darren Gant has. Fans are acting like that's the case anyway. This, this is what Darren Gant, who is a, the works for a longtime media member, right? A well-respected reporter, and also though kind of snarky. He is a snarky one, and he also works for the team now. He said not to pick on David, but this is both nonsense and contagious when people with platforms say it. They still play 17, right? They started one and five in 2022 and played Tom Brady for the division in January, right? Immediacy of communication has turned people into short-sighted ninnies. Now, I've got a big problem with this. First, I don't think that that tweet is is, uh, disinformation, I don't think it's overly exaggerative. I don't think it is shocking all clickbait. I, I mean, what Darren Gant ultimately said was this, not to pick on David, but I'm going to pick on David. Uh, no offense, but be prepared to be offended. Then he said he's misusing his platform ultimately for disinformation. And I wanted to show you the next post. Is Hold on, if we could look here. Then he follows it right up. Each one of these games is important in that it's one seventeenth of a long season. Hysteria over any one of them helps no one except people who measure their worth by social media engagement, I guess. Uh, he sounds like such an old Is this G-Baby or is this David? Now, Darren Gant is it saying this. Like Ultimately, this is he is of the equivalent, and no one really got this when I said it. He basically accused David Newton of taking Invermectin or whatever and Ivermectin. Ivermectin and disinformation. And he is, this is, 
This is total bullshit, Darren. This isn't. Yeah, this isn't wildly irresponsible. No. This isn't disinformation that could potentially lead to people no. being of harm or something like this. Nothing about he, what he said is untrue. Right? He said this. And, look, <laughs> and you know what? Untrue. Is what about this? Is what if we start 0-6? Do we go, well, there's 11 more games. Right? Yeah. And, and tell me, by the way, this is the reason why everyone says <laughs> that, that Charlotte media ain't <laughs> shit. One. Just week you know what two. I'm saying? Up in New Just York, I guarantee you all the media members in New York and Los Angeles and all of these bigger media markets, they have reporters that are keeping the pulse of their fan base, asking the questions that their fan base won't ask, and they're holding their feet to the fire and right. saying how bad some of this stuff looks. Charlotte media does not have that sense of urgency to them. That's why I love what Shana and Vashti do when they do ask those questions about the play callers and things of that nature. Uh, I feel like David Newton did nothing wrong. And by the way, in today's world, you want the likes. You yeah. want. The yeah, yeah, but that is you like, first of all, like out of all the things David Newton has done, that you know has misspoken or something like yeah, this. This is what you fucking for like the yeah. most right. modest tweet he's put yeah. out in two years. And then so to dumb. bring up this that you started one in five in 2022 and then finished five and eleven. Yeah, well, man. Like, shut the, the fuck up. That's here's terrible. The funny thing about that is when you bring up that argument, you don't realize you're defeating yourself because he says the first few games didn't matter because we still played for the division in the last January. Well, guess what? If we'd won that first game against Cleveland and that game against Atlanta, the division in January wouldn't have mattered. We'd have been in the playoffs. Yeah. So those first games did matter. Yeah. And you know what? Last night isn't yes. just one seventeenth. It was one seventeenth two weeks ago. Last night was one sixteenth. And next week is going to be one fifteenth. Yes. And next week's going to be one fourteenth. And each game is in a, is going to get more and more valuable, particularly as you're not well, winning. No, actually, you're wrong. They're all one seventeenth of the season. Of the season, but guess the what? Season. There's not yeah. seventeen more games now. Right, correct. That's that's the issue. Yeah. And when you're O and two, you don't have those two games. You got two L's, so you only have now. You have fifteen games to play with. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not. It's like that is. So I thought this is. I think. I don't know where the why the low blow. I thought this was a low blow from Darren Gant to a fellow media member and to a yeah. guy who's been in the media too in Charlotte for a long time. I thought it was kind of like picking on picking on guy uh, unnecessarily. So that's I was going to save it for my ice up pick, but I wanted to talk about it, guys. I think we should get to some cat calls, but let's before we get it. to some cat calls, I want to remind you that our show is sponsored by Manscaped. Guys, take care. You need to you don't want your 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 thing your thing lying to be a little bird perched up on a big afro puff of a nest. You want it to look big and beautiful in case you're going to use it. And you got to use if you're going to use it you got to use Manscaped because you won't nick your balls. You can use it in the shower. It's waterproof. The lawnmower 4.0 is the way to go. But now they've got a new beard hedger, fellas. Football time means you have to stay alive and clean and keep it alive and fresh down low with Manscaped ball deodorant, Manscaped crop refresher, 
get the cool clothing. Man, I wear the Manscaped shirt out everywhere. Whenever I do, people laugh. They have compliments. They come up and basically high five me. And really what I said, what it is, is I don't take it as an invitation, but I know they're thinking about my balls and how beautiful they are. Right. You guys want to keep it clean, keep it fresh. And a way to do that is with Manscaped products. You use the promo code Panthers. You're going to get 20 percent off free shipping plus free shipping. Don't have a little baby bird perched on a nest. Have a big eagle that soars. Manscaped.com promo code Panthers 20 percent off plus free shipping. Help us out. Look, last year we we hit the mark. They're watching these numbers. They we need your help, Cody, just like we That's need their it. help with the content of this show cuz they can call in at 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Let's jump into these cat calls. Let's do it. You heard the man. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... Come on. Play. <laughs> Dang it. Every time, man. Not- doing what you do. I enjoyed uh, the spaces that uh, these and Rewind. people doing. Rewind. Also, I yeah, say Rewind. I got my, my uh, shut the hell up shirt. The pinnacle, man. I love it. It fits perfectly. Make sure you order one. Uh, but I want to call up here. Yeah, What's yeah, going yeah. on, C3? This is your boy, man. Jay Pray, man. Jay Pray. Uh, what I up, like Jay? my story in the chat. And I just want to shout y'all out real quick. We're doing what you do. I enjoyed uh, the spaces that uh, D's and Pickle doing. Also, I want to say, man, I got my, my uh, shut the hell up shirt. The Pickle, man, I love it. It fits perfectly. Make sure you order one. But I want to call up here specifically, man, for these whining-ass fans, man. These whining, bitching-ass fans, man. We got to fucking toughen up, man. We acting like we don't have Sam Mills statue at the, at the, at the stadium, man. We got to toughen the fuck up, man. We keep pounding. We, we supposed to be representing that shit, man. So quit all that fucking whining. It's okay to have concerns. We know shit ain't going to how it's supposed to go. It ain't going right right now. But we still got to keep pounding, man. We can't talk that keep pounding shit and don't live it. And, and, and whine when shit don't go our way, man. Keep fucking pounding, man. You got to believe in these coaches, what they're doing. We know shit ain't going right, but we, we got a coaching staff that's supposed to know what they're doing. So hopefully they'll get this shit right by the, by the next couple of games or so. But you can't just quit and give up after two fucking games, man. Come on, man. Uh, Toughen the fuck up, man. Keep pounding. You bound him. Shout out to Jay in the chat. My life, my story. Shout out to Jay, man. Hey, I I love it when we have fans. Look, there's always a lot of pessimistic Panther fans. But I'm not going to lie. I do love it when we do get the fans that call in and say, bro, everybody take a breath. It's going to be all right. It's been two games. Like you have to have a real Can level of maturity. Noah's call from last night, <laughs> what did you say? Can we play him? Right. Noah's call from last night. Oh, Noah, maybe. man, he was he had to miss school today. Oh no, poor he Noah. Shook. He was shook, poor and usually Noah. he's not. But yeah, shout out to Jay, man. All right, uh, next call. 
What up, guys? It's your boy, Josh from Mass. What up, Josh? Tuesday morning, driving to work. Thoughts on last night's game? I think our biggest issue right now is our offensive line. Really, the defense did everything they needed to do, and you could just tell by the mid-third quarter, they've been on the field way too much. Um. I think Bryce is coming along nicely. You see what you see what he's trying to do and what he's trying to be, and I think it's gonna he'll eventually get there. Um, but he's gonna need time. We need this line to fucking get it together, man. Whether it's you know uh, the new rookie staying at left guard or you know just waiting for Corbett to get back so we can really get things situated. Once that line really gels in, um, I think they'll be fine. I think it'll really help with what's going on in the offense. I think it's why we're seeing the play calling that we're seeing. is a lot of underneath stuff, a lot of close looks, um, just trying to keep things, uh, you know, readily available in a short period of time. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. You yeah. can't ask him to throw far downfield, um, you know, in the event of – of no time. You know, those those plays take time to develop downfield, and, and it's not going to happen with mediocre at best protection. Uh, the run game also struggled mightily. Uh, that I that, that that the run game is where I do take an issue with play calling because it was just all in the in the you know the interior gaps like not working. Eventually, you got to do something else. I'm not saying go away from the run, but you know, see if you can get your, you know, see if maybe, yeah, maybe they don't have the talent on the offensive line right now or don't feel confident in to run, run things like polls and whatnot. Uh, you know, it's disappointing to start 0-2, but uh, both both games against pretty good teams, I'd say. I think our division's going to be better this year than we were willing to give it credit for. And we were, we were right in the thick of both of them. Um, you know, last night it was just a couple of offensive miscues. You know, we got the they got the ball in the the right end of the field, the short fields a couple times, and just little things. I'm not giving up on this team, and I don't think you should either. It's week two. We got a long way to go. Keep pounding, Panther fans. Keep pounding. Yeah, uh, Josh no, from Mass. Uh, Thank you, Josh. Thanks Over for the call. Out. Later, Josh. Uh, good to hear from you, man. Love hearing from Josh from Mass. Love that dude. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I mean, look, he makes some good points. I like the idea of this is no giving up. No one's giving up. I think we can be critical of a team and also support them, cheer for them and believe that they can be better. Sure. Right. So I I can be critical of Bryce Young's play or at least just note it hasn't been great to this point and still believe he's going to get better from week. You know, that's really what we've been talking about this season being is we've put the expectation so much on this team where really if we kind of say, Hey, we want to get better from week to week to week. If we would have started that as our expectation for this season, instead of winning the division out the gate, making the playoffs, which I don't think is wrong to say that it's possible or potential. But if we say, Hey, next week we want Bryce Young to get better next week, we want to do these things. Then I think it's an easier measurement of success from week to week. I oh, what I don't so I do believe that I, I I don't think he's displayed red flags to where I don't think he can be 
a successful quarterback in this league. I'd like to see him put him. I'd like to see them put him under center more. I don't think it's him. I don't think he's, it's, he's unable to do that. I think it actually would be a little problematic for the defense, a little bit harder to read his eyes and where he's looking at sometimes maybe, but I don't necessarily agree that his struggles have only been, and maybe I don't think maybe Josh wasn't saying this, but we've seen a quarterback who has been handicapped by an impossible, untenable line. And while this line has not been perfect by any stretch, they have not been horrible either. There have been opportunities where he look. Some people were talking about this today is that Bryce, one of his issues at Alabama and some of it looks like here he's holding the ball holding on to the ball too long. Well, if you're holding on to the ball too long, that means you also have some measurement of time to actually hold it. The weakness in the offensive line was up the middle. Yeah, if you look at this, Taylor Moten, at least according to uh, Pro Football Focus, is Taylor Moten had positive grades uh, overall um, when it came to uh, passing and run blocking. Akima Kwanu, uh, a little bit better, uh, obviously, in run blocking. Both of these guys play better against the run, which is strange given the fact that we couldn't run the ball. So maybe that makes raise, r- raises some red flags. I did. I haven't heard Moten's name called, which I know he's been struggling with a bicep injury. Like, uh, But if when you don't hear uh, an offensive lineman's name called, then that's a good thing generally. But then I saw a play today oh, where poor Moten just got just poor fella. I mean, it was just such a physical play. My question to you guys is, is like when Austin Corbett comes back, do you think that brings stability to the center of the line? And as Bradley Bozeman, is he um, is this is he kind of having some struggles out there? Or do you think that some of that's linked to? the guys beside him because we know how much, how important your guards are in the relationship to the center. That's what I would say. And the fact that we've been moving them around. I mean, you lose Brady Christensen. You don't have Austin Corbett from last year. You have a rookie in Chandler Zavala and Cade Mays who has simply not played a lot of football. So yeah, it is hard to, you know, be a, a rock solid member of your O line when the dudes next to you are not doing their job. And you mentioned it, Tony, they are such a cohesive unit. If one guy isn't doing his job, it can mess things up for everyone else on that line. Right. So um, now to be fair, people were kind of critical of Bradley Bozeman, even during the, uh, during preseason. Um, I wasn't one of them. I wasn't freaking out about it, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, do we really feel like our center play, has been some sort of no, I don't think it's been some sort of way. But if you go back to the PFF grades, he's his grades weren't high, right? And so, and look, is the, the point PFF that I, that's fine, that's fine, but we're just using them as a to launching point for a conversation. Yeah, the pressure really seemed to come up the middle yesterday. I mean, they benched the and we go back if you could put it up uh, real quick just mm-hmm. so I can get the names right. You know, the kind of strange thing we talked about was is that they moved Chandler to Zavala to the left side after he had had some success at the right. And they said that they wouldn't. They right. literally, like Thomas it, Brown literally said 
they wanted to keep him at right guard for that consistency because he was doing well. Right, right. And that was a surprise. And look who's at the very bottom of the list. Now, I wonder why that is. I know he had one penalty on a false start. I know he had one guy blow right past him. So, you know, you just wonder how much in their grading does two bad negative plays like plummet him down the ranks. Um, But then you also had Cade Mays, who they benched. Now, we don't know if they benched him because of play or if something was going on, but they put in that Calvin Throckmorton guy, who which I had never freaking heard his name before last night. Uh, so the, the issues, though, are with the center of that line, at least from these grades and some of the things we got. You guys, the number's 252-228-5098. Let's go to Corey. That fingers. Hey, what's good, fellas? It's Corey calling in. Uh, excuse me if my voice sounds a little bit nasally. Um, it's Tuesday morning, a little bit before 10 o'clock. Um, I'm off work today, so I did start my day with absolute probably worst way you could start your day. Um, the morning after the Panthers lose kind of embarrassingly on Monday Night Football. I woke up, rolled over, and got on Twitter. Um yeah, so I mean, I, as you know, it's a shit show over there now, but um, it kind of got me thinking, like, um, you know, Panthers fans right now, we can't agree on anything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting here thinking, like, when you talking about Bryce Young or or uh, freaking uh, shit, I don't even know, C.J. Henderson or J.C. Horn or Kim Aquanu or Frank Reich or David Tepper, Scott right. Fitter, like, is there? Is there anybody on this team that um, that we can like collectively? I don't know. Just just as a vast majority of Panthers fans have something good to say about like Lubu, right? Nobody can talk shit about Lubu. I think everybody loves Lubu. I don't know, like Johnny Hecker. Is that it? I don't know. You just have me thinking. But anyway, talking about the game. I mean, I don't know, man. Same old shit. Um, I'm gonna start by saying this: Bryce Bryce has to be better. I think he he will get better. Like you. We really, really do overstate. No, we understate sometimes just really how hard this shit is. Like, like let's be honest, y'all. It, it literally is his second career game. I don't really know what he's supposed to do out there from the it's looks that the I've been seeing. It's like this shit just looks incredibly hard out there, and he does look flustered. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, that's that's what right. that's what he can get better at. Um, is 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 to start maybe being a little bit more comfortable being uncomfortable and hitting the throws that are there when they are there because they're going to be so few and far between. Like um, I caught a little little second of the post game show last night, and I told you you were talking about, you know, those those deep shots. And he's missing guys deep. It's almost like oh shit, they're like oh shit, there's somebody. Boom, and and, and you know what I mean. He, he misses them, but that's like his one or two shots and one or two chance that he may get within the half. Um, Mm. But yeah, like this, this is our offense. I think the biggest loser tonight is Frank Wright. Like this, yeah, I, this I is the team that we went into the season yeah. with. This is the offense that <clears throat> I don't know. Y'all was telling us about. I'm around at that time, and it always cuts off right after three minutes. So I have to call back for part two. I'm not calling anyone. Saying, do you want to address anything before we get to a second part? <laughs> well, I mean, I love what he says about how hard Bryce's job looks. Yeah. Right, it, it right. is a hard, and dude, it's so easy. And no, I'm not just talking about you, Greg. I mean anyone. It's so easy to critique the quarterback position, me included, man. 
and, yeah. but at the, the amount that they have to do on a given play, dude, mm-hmm. it's one of the hardest positions in all of sports to play. Yeah, I do it. Yeah. Quarterback is the hardest position to play. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do. Like just hands yeah, down and, in sports, those are those are the two things right there. And Deion Look, Sanders just confirmed that too. He yeah, uh, he was asked I, that. Yeah, I'm not think, saying I'm not saying that Bryce Young is a bad quarterback, and I just think that he was not the right pick for Carolina based on what we needed. I don't think that he has the ability to raise what we have on this team. I disagree. I don't think you, I don't That's think we thing. have enough time and evidence for that. But I, what I well, would you're say right. is That's this: not solid. Is right. I don't think that Bryce. I think Bryce Young's problem right now is just he's not playing with confidence. Right. I think you saw some frustration in his face last night. He's going to have to play loose. And one of the things that when we saw in training camp is to get things look slow to him. And right now they don't at this point. And not that he looks overwhelmed. He doesn't look ridiculously overwhelmed. He does kind of look He just doesn't look confident at this moment. And that's where those okay. deep shots are is like, I see it. I need this to work. And it's just the anxiety of, of the moment. And uh, he just had, we just got to get a little roll, get a little rolling and get some mojo, you know, and uh, he's, it's just kind of shrug it off. Uh, let's go to uh, part two. Yeah, man. Um, part two, of course, called Frank Wright. I mean, yeah, is it's, it's not not a great look for him at the end of this at the end of tonight. Um, you know, still, he he he's at the press conference. He seemed unrelenting and wanting to give up any of the play calling duties. And you know, I played high school football. I didn't play any like real high level football. I'm not one of these guys who pretends to know about. Um, NFL offensive schemes and how to get mm-hmm. guys open when you're like a little bit devoid of talent and all this different stuff. But it's like when you're watching it, when you watch something bad, you know you watch something bad. When you watch something that you know is not up to par, you can tell it's not up to par, right? And that's 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 what we've seen for the last two weeks of this offense. And the fact of the matter is, I said it last week. I don't know how it's going to change. I don't know what what's going to happen with this this weapon group that the where where the big plays are going to come from. I think Bryce is going to start to look a little bit more comfortable. And, and that's the thing. Even in this past game, he did show things that are um, that that you can take home and be like, all right, like this is exciting. This is this is it. This is that. Um, but yeah, man, like it, it literally. Like I understand how it is when you're watching your team and it's frustrating and they can't get nothing done and it looks like the same team you've seen for the last couple of years. But I mean, there really is like for you for someone to like give up on Bryce or just say that he can't be the guy after two games. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Right. We like, especially, I don't know how you're supposed to fairly evaluate him when this kind of offense. And that's the thing is like this, this, this debate and this discussion is going to go on for the entire season. Unless Bryce does just start coming out and and just looks like fucking Houdini out there. And and you can just tell he's clearly doing shit on his own, but you're not going to be able to fairly evaluate him with these weapons and these offensive calls. Right, the, like the kind of quarterback he is. I said it last week. Like he's not the quarterback that is 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 necessarily going to put these guys on his back. And right, and I said this earlier. Like, it's going to look better as the season progresses, but it's not going to be so much better that we're going to be like, oh yeah, like from 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 the expectations that a lot of people had going into the season, is it's just not going to be that. It's going to be a long season, y'all. We're going to take our bumps. We're going to take our bruises. But I mean, that's when you trade all your way assets for a number one pick. Hopefully, you just expect that he can be the guy years down the line. But yeah. anyway. Um, you know, shout out to Shaq Thompson, man. Um, uh, he may be out for the year. 
Um, I've always liked the guy. I know he's a little bit um, – he can be a little polarizing player in Panthers nation, but it's like, I mean, when you when you look at things objectively, he came in, um, you know, was the guy after Luke abruptly retired, and he's had his best, you know, few years career stretch just playing-wise. He's not a superstar. He's not an elite talent. But he's he's a solid he's a solid um, consistent force at linebacker. Hopefully he'll can come in and, and, and get some good plays in. But um, I don't know, man. I, Greg, do you have I, something to say in response to that? I, I did because I wanted to ask Cody there in that in the, in the call. Great call, but I wanted to ask yeah, I appreciate him. Appreciate you, Corey. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the caller said that uh, Bryce is not the kind of guy who's going to lift these players up. And Cody, you like cheered? Yes. Like that's what you've been saying. No, but I, haven't y'all been saying that Bryce is the guy that can do this? Yes. You're not. Time? No. Yeah. You, you misunderstood no, me the first I'm time. Go pull you tape. Do you want me to pull tape? I'll pull tape. What? No. Tape. You're not. Got, you're still not hearing what tape. I'm. What I'm you're still not hearing what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is okay. When you have a Justin Fields, right? Like that guy can run past any player on the field, right? But ask the Chicago Bears fans what kind of passer he is. Right, so Justin well, from the Fields, chart you showed me, uh, hold on. from the chart Justin you showed me, he's Fields, the fourth best passer in the NFL. Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson. Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson have the ability to use their legs. Passer in the NFL yeah, with, with the chart playing, he showed dogs. us earlier. Also, with, bro, with the chart Cody showed us earlier, probably Bryce was oh, had sorry, the worst position. No, 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 What I'm saying is, if you are a dynamic runner. You are going to have options to move the football that you're not going to have if you're just dependent so upon your wide receivers. He's not a dynamic open. player. Why is no, this helping your argument? No, that is not what we're arguing, Greg. We're Why saying is this that your argument? If, you, that if, if, you're a, if you're a pocket passer, then yeah. you're going to be dependent upon the receivers around you. By the way, that was always true for Tom Brady. That was always right true there. for Peyton Manning. Where that was Fields? always true for Dubrovich. Way for, over for here Dubrovich. on the right, fourth from the bottom. That, that's, the right. that's, that's, that's that's a horrible bad. spot to be in. That's the worst yeah. spot to be. That that's means you have the work. most. That means you have you throw more passes to open wide receivers and miss more. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Because Greg, go look at his tape. It's terrible. Okay. And this is a guy that I no, wanted. And by to the draft. way, by the my, way, Greg, hold on, no, 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 Greg. You notice Anthony Richardson not far behind him either. And guess what? They both have better stats. It doesn't matter. They have better weapons. Just take a win. You were right with this by saying this. is Don't let him off the hook for saying he's a guy that can elevate players. Right. In fact, you that's said why that. we're you made a little that argument. You said he was right that guy. With... Look, I think yes. that people are just, man, we were so sometimes – Cody, they have to be able to do their job to an extent. We were we were so pitched, and and CK opened the post game up show, show last night with such a good way of describing this, is that we were pitched that like this is out of all the scenarios, this he was going to one that was going to be the that struggled the least, right? Right. We were pitched the idea is like that this wouldn't have been that it, these would have been the kind of things that he could have muscled through a little bit better. Not saying he needs to be out there throwing 250. Matt, mm -hmm. remember, you were sitting here saying just a couple of, of a month ago that this guy is going to throw 4,500 yards or some crap like that, 4,000 yards. And I said, okay. no, 250 yards a game is like, or 230 is ridiculously hard to do. 
I think this is I just this. I'm not disappointed in Bryce. I'm disappointed, I guess. I just thought it would be better. That's it. That's it. Like, it's like, I don't have, I don't want to give up on him. I I don't think putting Dandy Dalton and sitting him is the right thing. I don't think that shitting on Frank Reich all of a sudden is going to make things better. I think that we're, like you said, Panthers, traumatic stress syndrome. I just thought this is that we all said that he was, or not we, I think, I mean, I don't know about, I can't speak for my, I'm only speaking for myself. I heard a lot of real football analysts say he is outside of his size. He's like a generation. Like if he was six foot four, we would call him a generational talent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and his size hasn't been the issue. Right. And that really, he hasn't been awful. I just thought this week one was better than week two. Well, and here's and I don't thing, even Cody. think it. I know it. Week one was better than week two, even with two interceptions. Yeah. And here's my thing, Cody. I'll be real quick with this. Is like, if, okay, at the beginning of the season, you and a lot of people were saying the offensive line was great. The wide receivers are great. This defense is going to be nasty. And, okay, I get it. We're wrong about things. I'm wrong about a lot of things, okay? Now we're making the argument they aren't okay. So if you can if you can look at those players and say they're going to be great and realize now they aren't, why can't that be true of Bryce Young? What am I if supposed you, to be if, realizing if, if, about Bryce if, that he's not the player you prop that we propped him up to be? He, he How do you know that? The answer we've seen two. How NFL do you know games? that with the wide receivers? You're making you do the not same have argument with the wide receivers. To say that else. is not the answer. You don't have enough evidence to say that he's not the answer. Yeah, but the yeah, evidence you have, that's like yeah. evidence, you're right. You're right. Don't, you have, don't have enough evidence, evidence or the Texans fans. You're yeah. right. So but let's that's not the even same get thing in that for mud, everybody else, Greg. for the let's wide receivers and the, the defense. Mud. That's the same thing. And and when you say that you have don't have enough evidence to say he's bad, you don't have enough evidence to say he's good either. And the no, only actually, evidence I think we could say he's good. He was drafted number one. I mean, the he definitely can otherwise. play football. He can definitely play football. We're not saying that. He right. just hasn't had. He just hasn't had tremendous success in his first two games. You just don't that doesn't mean he's bad. It no, doesn't no, no, mean no. He- I'm just, right. I, I I just think Greg is not mindful of all the things that is working against our quarterback right now. He's done that trench a, fair- a little deep. Yeah, Look, I mean, he's he's, that dang way, vape. Hold on. every People, time he hits that vape, trend. he goes deeper into yeah. the trench. I know, but let me yeah. say one more thing, Greg. You mentioned the <laughs> offensive wrong, line. Anything I'm saying. You mentioned the offensive line while completely not mentioning that we're missing two of the guys it wasn't that were that the most bad. important part of the offensive line the last year. The line was so not the, that bad. It wasn't that bad. You but know I'm what? Telling it's actually where they stuck more than anything last night was run blocking. Yeah. That's yeah, where they really stunk last night. And a lot of people, and to give fairness to the some of these things of, about the Frank Wright criticisms, we had a caller call in last night, and he said, I could have told you each play if it was a run or a pass. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like there was no mystique about whether it was what type of play it was. It was just like, what run is it going to be? What pass is it going to be at this point? And it was predictable. And I don't think if you want to call, if that's what you mean by vanilla, then that's what it was. It was predictable. And you know what? That's not doing any service to um, a team that's not, that's, they didn't run block well. The run game wasn't working. He admitted it, right? I mean, I mean, everybody saw that. 
So yes, you guys are all right. In the fact is, is that we could also be right that uh, Bryce Young didn't have a great game or didn't even have a good game in my opinion, but we could also say, yeah, neither did the run block, neither did the running backs, neither did the wide receivers, but the defense did. And Kev in the chat said, this is two of these games were winnable. Both of these games were winnable. And to be honest, that at the end of the day is going to come back to the coaching because yeah. they're the ones that are really going to move the needle a little bit, right? Is you don't know how much the players make the plays on the field, right? But there, there's something, you know, obviously the decision to put Savala on the left side wasn't the wisest decision, right? Obviously, no. uh, there have been poor play calls. Obvious, right? Is that if there is anything is that we just have to, if we're going to be critical, of the wide receivers are going to be critical of the wide, uh, the offensive line. If we're going to be critical of Bryce Young, we have to also be critical of Frank Reich and his staff outside yeah. of the defense and because the defense has kept us in games nonstop and you can't, we got to be able to put up. I thought the days were over of us fighting to put up more than 15 points. Oh, no. <laughs> not at all. Not right. over at all. Get, let's way. go to Jay Wait, Anderson. Hold on. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We had Frank, Frank Rank, if things don't change, and I told you this a week or two ago, this drum for uh, for uh, Thomas Brown to be the play caller, it's not going it, to slow it, down. It, it, it's not slowing down nope. anytime soon, dude. Anytime at all. Look, Kevin has been badgering me to read these super chats. Uh, it says, sounds like this team needs Cam for a Taysom role. Cam Maybe. is not coming to do a Taysom no, role, bro. We don't need to get over this. Jay Thomas says, Bryce probably broke up a little uh, during this first season. CMC had to do the okay. same thing. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, Kev says, Show the chart I sent. So he keeps on presenting this. If this is chart. a picture of Tadisha. I'm gonna be so mad. No, it's <laughs> okay. not. It's equally stupid. I don't know. If it's- <laughs> so this is the chart that apparently shows how terrible Bryce is. And he hasn't even thrown a pass over the middle of the field more than 20 yards. Oh, I wow. think this is How being is four. I think being four for five over the middle. Short There's been is a player than that's ran over the middle of fear for 20 yards since he's played. No, that's a long yeah. developing play to go up. It is. The scene. It is. I think the fact that he's been four for five over the middle in short passing yards is actually something to be commendable of because it's probably hardest to see those players at his height. Seeing them down the field would be easier over the middle than it would be close up. So, uh, look, he has it. He's taken two deep shites. shites. Um, where, where was this just from that game? Was that just from yesterday? Okay. Where's Teddy's chart? I I see what Kev was saying though. This is the Teddy Bridgewater chart. I see what Kev was saying. Oh, if Teddy Bridgewater put these is... exact same numbers yeah, up, he's saying you guys would say is... he was garbage. Yeah, but he was All also a nine-year vet, dude. I don't yeah, care. a nine-year veteran <laughs> with better I receivers. I can't. But with better receivers to be able Five to get the ball Five years ago when he was at Carolina. Four years ago with Every Carolina, he was a nine-year vet. Every defense knows that we're playing close to the line. 
every day know this, knows okay. that we're playing. Change that out with any other quarterback, line. any other quarterback in the How NFL, rookie any other or whatever. Rookie quarterback? No, it's stats, a second game. Not say Greg. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. If, if you traded this out with Patrick if Mahomes, CJ did I would this, be y'all be hounding me right now. All right, let's go to the next call. I don't like that. I don't like that, Greg, because that's an over. That's a simplification unnecessarily. Because then you're not. You just take. How about you say any rookie quarterback? Okay, any rookie quarterback. Yeah, and any we would say, hey, look at that rookie struggle. I'm sure the others Y'all don't look that garbage. much better either. All right, let's go to the next way better. They have like let's five go to the next call. We got to get through these calls. Come on, we're at full, we're not even at What's five o'clock yet. Anderson. Um, you know, thinking about what's wrong with the offense, you know, is it Bryce? Is it the scheme? Is it the play calling? Is it the personnel? I think it's a combination of all of it. I, I man, yeah. it's it's a mess. I, you know, I felt like last week it was just, you know, we're just missing missing that dog. is missing something. I think it's just a bad combination of all of the above. And we don't have a first-round pick next year. Um, man, Brian Burns was a non-factor except for the five-yard penalty he got last night. Um, man, it's just, it's just bad. I think it was just a bad team. I, I'm not great roster. We got maybe a handful of good players, no elite players. You got to have a couple elite players to, to be something. And unfortunately, the way I see it, I think in 2025, after the 2024 season, I think, I think Fitter is gone. I think this coaching staff's gone. I think it gets blown up and start over again in 2025. I really do. God. Um, maybe right though. How long until David chance, Tepper says you've got to make the amount Thomas of Brown free agents make the play that's goals. coming on the books after this season? How many Panther players will be free agents after this season? And then when you look at the cap space we got compared to how many players we have to re-sign or replace after this season, it's you take that along with the lack of uh, draft picks for the 2024 Next season is going to be just that. as bad, if not worse. Oh, my. We are in trouble. All right, let's keep going. Mm. Yo, what's up, C3? It's JJ from Louisville. Man, what up, JJ? Um, I just got off work, and y'all got me fucked up because I was listening to the, to the last podcast, and I'm going to jump right into this. Okay, when I started by saying uh, the Bryce sexuals from before the draft process, it was because a lot of the time they were shitting all over C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. The whole reason I was even bringing that up was to congratulate Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud for their start to the NFL. Because a lot of and you can if Cody's there, Cody, you can even attest to this. You and me were defending C.J. Stroud because that's all we did when these Bryce fans were just shitting on C.J. for his 18 percent. Shitting on Anthony Richardson for being a project and this and that. So that was the whole point of me even bringing that up. But y'all, y'all gave me flack for that shit. And Greg was starting to get his panties in a wad. And he did the same shit when in the offseason when I said Bryce was going to have some hiccups that weren't his hiccups. And he immediately went to comparing him to the worst quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Nope. And You're so mis- that's mis- why I started calling him again. the GOAT. Because I'm like, if Greg can sit here 
and just compare him to Jamarcus Russell and the worst quarterback ever. Why can't See, I just call is, him the build before he's ever played? This is what G Baby does, man. This, yeah, yeah. Um, what people that's, do that lose arguments. That's besides the point. I want to also make an apology. Apology to two people. All right, uh, check me out. Uh, Steve Wilkes, I'm sorry I doubted you last year. You were really giving the Panthers and the fans a real blast from the past into nostalgia land from when Cam Newton was still here and we were somewhat playing like that. We were winning games and now it's a whole shit show. We took what you were building up last year and the second half of what you yourself, Steve Wilkes, were building up, we took it, we crumbled it up, and we sat on it. And we brought in a bum. We brought in another person's trash. And his name is Frank fucking Wright, bro. We did it again when we did it with Sam, when we did it with Baker, when we did it with Teddy Bridgewater. Now we're doing it with our fucking head coach. It sucks. And I also wanted to apologize to Cam Newton for all the carrying that he did for this franchise. But we're going to keep pounding all 20C3, ladies and gentlemen. I enjoy the podcast. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Hey, how about this? I'm not, I'm not, I looked uh, very foolish uh, a few years ago defending Matt Rule, saying it was too early. So I'm not, I'm not going the opposite direction either, but I'm not defending anyone until they do shit. I, uh, the days of, the days, nah, the days of, we're fine. The days of me defending lackluster play are done. It's time to shit or get off the pot because yeah. we are done with this losing shit, dude. As a fan base, how long do you expect us to go through this year after year after year? And by the way, I think it was dumb now in retrospect, Frank Wright choosing to not open up the playbook uh, in the preseason. I think yeah. it, 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 it messed up our expectations for what the offense was going to do. And I think you set your offense behind the curve. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, uh, G, uh, JJ, I'm not letting you off the hook. You can't backtrack out of this one, buddy. I'm going to pull all the tape. I will make – I will compile everything about you giving me shit about saying that I wanted C.J. Stroud instead of Bryce Young. So don't try to backtrack that. But, Greg, he's an Ohio it. State fan. No, Stroud exactly, was which is why, boy. Which is why it's crazy that he argued with me, and I will pull the fucking tape that he argued with me. Oh, God. About, I hate about this receipt conversation so <laughs> much. Okay. Uh, the thing great. is, is last yeah. night JJ can't called it and he was railing on Bryce, dude. I felt like, right? And we were like, "Yo, JJ, goat!" I thought it was the goat. I thought he was the goat here. Let's. And by go. the way, I JJ, I mean, uh, Greg, you need to pull over a little bit. You're half cut off. Your face is well, cut off, and you're talking to your mic. Yeah, there well, you go. The, 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 the last thing JJ I want to say is I'm going to put this thing to rest with, with JJ and, the, and this and this Demarcus Russell thing because you're doing what Glenn does and you're putting words in my mouth and making arguments out of things I don't say. You what I compared, what I compared, CJ Stroud. What I compared them was because they were number one quarterbacks that were coming into the league, expected to raise this team to the next level. That's what I was comparing them to. Not their play style, not their size, not anything else. The fact they were both not number the fact one drafted quarterbacks. Robotus and more than Gatorade. You're probably right. I probably, mis- <laughs> I probably misspoke when I said it, but that was what that was about. Okay, but I will so say this, Greg. That. Even with that being the say, the thing, like y- y- if people are twisting that, you're the king of twisting what people say. 
Like when when Cody wants to talk, like yeah, you were really like, like I was the, the entire night tonight. I've been wanting to say like Greg, you could be a politician. The way that you like every somebody will start to say something, and you are like my wife. You will pick the the one thing <laughs> out, and even though there's context coming that you're you're just completely ignoring, like you will pick that one thing out to pinpoint exactly why your your point is accurate over somebody else's. It's uh, it's it it, it is. It is a, a page out of your book to to pull up the Jamarcus Russell thing and use it against you. All right, let's uh, keep going. We got people saying this makes for bad podcast, and we don't want to make for bad podcast. We want to make for great podcasting. This is a great podcast. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. Hit the thumbs up. What's up, C3? Hold on, Greg. I, I ain't letting you off the hook either. Uh, I need you to pull up to the Friday free for this Friday and stop ducking. Because when you was on some BS talking about you a pro, I'm a rookie, just to try and prove your point with Miles Sanders, when McCaffrey still have more yard, more total yards, more total touchdowns, and no, made the all-pro team over Miles fucking Sanders, bro. No, he didn't. I'll pull his desk wrong. right now. Don't, don't bullshit me. No, he didn't. For that, bro. No, now he didn't. You Sorry, you're wrong. This is what I'm saying with G-Baby. He puts bullshit out there. That's not true. Really is. No, he didn't. And then you can make me look like a pro. No, he didn't. Miles Sanders had more yards and more touchdowns than Christian McCaffrey last year. I'll pull it up right now. Uh, let's go to the next goal. <laughs> hey, what's going on, C3 fam? This is uh, Alex, a one four Panthers calling in. What up, Alex? Uh, tough game last night. Uh, you know, but we're going to critique everything about the game. Let's just start off with, uh, you know, Obviously, we got a lot of injuries on the offensive line, moving, shifting guys around. That's never a recipe uh, for success when you're moving guys uh, throughout the line. Uh, but, you know, we can't always just point the finger at the offensive line. There were times where Bryce Young did have some time in the pocket and just was uh, missing receivers. And then there was also times where receivers just weren't getting open. He was, uh, he was in the pocket. He'd be standing, waiting, waiting. No one open, no one getting open. And, you know, credit the uh, New Orleans defense for, uh, you know, making it hard uh, on Bryce Young and the Skyline Panthers. But then, you know, also, I, I think it's time to see Thomas Brown, like see what, what he could do on the offensive side of the ball. Like just his uh, his craft with uh, Sean McVay when he worked with him with the Rams. I mean, it'd be, I, I just like to see it, that's all. And obviously, we got to establish some sort of run, whether it's like running it to the outside, toss plays, screen plays, um, some sort of trickery a little bit, maybe even like get Chanel involved a little bit more. Um, but yeah, yeah. Other than that, defense looks great. Uh, sad to see Shaq uh, be out this season, but uh, we got other guys to step up. Uh, but yeah. All right, fellas, keep pounding. Two uh, comment, two things I want to talk about real quick. Uh, I was high on the Miles Sanders train. I thought he was going to get like a lot more work. I thought he was going to be a three down back. I thought all of a sudden that we were going to f- again. I should never pick Panther players in fantasy football ever. <laughs> um, I don't think he's looked fast. I wonder if the groins still bother him a little bit. Uh, when he got out into the open fields, I mean, he was running, but he wasn't like just trucking. And right. so I, I'm a concerned. If, I wonder if the groin is still, 
bugging him a little bit. The other thing, when we talk about this, like you said, the fr- the Thomas Brown storyline, the drum beat's just going to get louder and louder if something doesn't change quickly. Is it even possible at this point for him to turn the play calling over? Like, if he did that, would that be like, oh, crap, already? Yeah, and your first year as the head coach. Yeah, and like, and you've already said, I think this is best for our team and stuff. Like, wouldn't that, would that, and, and I'm not saying it might be the right thing to do, but, you know, you also have to make business decisions for keeping your job. Yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, like, I think as a coach, over everything, your obligation is to the the betterment of your football team. And a lot of people, I forget who I was listening to, but they were talking about how hard it is to call plays during the game and to be the head coach. You're micromanaging so many different things that a lot of times it is in the best interest of the teams and the players and even of yourself to give the play call and do this to someone else. Wouldn't it be a, a better lot to of take them away? coaches do this, and wouldn't it have probably been easier to take them away from Thomas Brown than to give them over? So right. imagine if you started right. the season and you were Great like, point. "We're five games in, you getting the same result," and you go, "You know what? Uh, I think we're going to have a more collaborative relationship with me being the lead." Yeah. So, um. All right. Let's go. No, that's to, a great point. Let's go to the next goal. What's going on, CP Nation? This is your boy Jay Anderson hitting you up. What's up, Jay? I just got a question to ask: Are people mad because we owe in two? You know, are people really mad that we are owing two? Are people just mad because they had high expectations with this quote-unquote all-star coaching staff? That's it. And they are owing two. That's because it. I remember every before, you know, when they were building this coaching staff, everybody was saying this all-star coaching staff. It's also a coaching staff, and I probably in the middle of them. Then probably the five, one of the five percent or two percent that said, "Pump your brakes, y'all got to let this play out. Y'all got to let this play out. We got to actually see how this coaching staff works before you start calling them an all-star coaching staff. You don't tag that name to a coaching staff that hasn't worked together, and the game has not, and the game has not been played." Because people start tagging this thing and call an all-star coaching staff back in February. And I'm like, yo, what is y'all doing? On the Let, roster, Jim Caldwell. I got to see how this play out. And I still, you know, and I'm one of those guys that let things play out. We 0-2. We look terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible 0-2. I have seen teams that had a new had a new um, coaching staff, and some look terrible, and you have some that look good being 0-2. i give you an example. The 2011, I hate that, you know, people don't like me bring um compared to Cam Newton and Bryce Young teams and stuff like that. But 2011, we went 0-2. But due to those two losses, we looked, we looked good. There were some promises. I have not seen any promises these 0-2. Now, this is still week two. We'll see how this along this a marathon, not a sprint. So we'll see how things groom up. But I say this, that they should have looked better 
you know, these last two weeks. That's, At I least think give the, us that's something the point. I think that's to make us say, are. yo, we ain't there yet, but dog, we look something promising. If we can tweak this and tweak that a little bit, they don't look good. They don't look good. And people and I think people are mad because they quote unquote get, they gave this um coaching staff the all star coaching staff tag and now they mad. So Yeah. People need to humble themselves. Well, I think that's a little bit of what Greg's been talking about with Bryce Young, the like yeah. the whole giving people flowers before you get and to think it, you know, we kind of thought it was going to be easy in some ways. I felt like, or at least I did. My friend Chandler just sent me a text. He said, "What's the what's the point of having Thomas Brown if Frank is calling the plays?" Maybe I'm overreacting, but what's the point? And then he says, "I love how Frank is like I'm calling the plays, and the problem isn't play calling." <laughs> he's like it ain't me bro um i think is like time but you know is god we could go back to ron rivera isms two or three different plays change a game you know um i i, I, I think that, I, I think yeah, he has okay. fa- he has failed to start this team with the necessary talent and maybe the plays are fine and maybe we just don't have the guys to run them all right let's keep maybe. pounding through these calls What's up, C3? Anthony from Charlotte. What up, man? Y'all boys are having a good Tuesday. Nope, no one's um, has that Monday Panthers loss hangover still. Um, just wanted a quick shout-out to you boys, man. Thanks for allowing me, especially Greg. I texted him. Thanks for allowing me to come on the podcast, man. That was a really awesome little experience. I love Thanks talking with y'all, on. and it was an honor for sure. Um, Cody, I hope. You're doing good. I'll see you soon in person, brother. We'll plan something out. Um. Anyways, absolutely. The actual game and thoughts. Um. I think I gave most of my thoughts last night via my cat call and um via um you know on the show. I really do want to talk about this coaching staff. Um. Listen, I know it's early, <laughs> and I just think that. I don't blame – I was thinking about this. I don't blame the fans for being super optimistic about this team because this is honestly what we were sold. We were sold an all-star coaching staff that would be able to elevate Bryce Young's game. He would come in and be fast-paced off the bat, you know, not make a lot of mistakes, be able to move the ball downfield, and that these wide receivers wouldn't be an issue because, you know, Bryce Young has been able to play with, you know, bad wide receivers in college and make it work. And I overestimated that a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I knew these receivers weren't good. Um, I also think that the NFL transition is harder than a lot of people think. Um, I think it does. I mean, good coaching. Listen, as much as I love Cam Newton, I love Cam Newton. I've made this very clear. He's my favorite Panther of all time. He did have a lot of help his rookie season. I mean, Chad, the, the coordinator that was there, knew exactly what to do with him. They let him fly. They let him off loose right off the gate with the weapons he had. Rookie quarterbacks need help. I think a prime example is Trevor Lawrence. Now, I'm not saying this coaching staff is as bad as what Urban Meyer and he had to deal with, but Trevor Lawrence was a generational prospect coming out of Clemson. He had a terrible rookie season, only threw for like 12 touchdowns, 17 picks. I remember a lot of people were calling him bust, including Greg. Um, I just think it's going to take time. You know, Bryce, we traded for him. He's going to be here for That's at least true. three seasons. I know he's been playing bad. But I want this coaching staff to prove to me why 
to her higher? What makes them so special? I want to see what Thomas Brown can do and be innovative with this offense. I don't see it with Frank Reich. I'm sorry. I think the reasons of why he got fired in Indy are the same reasons of why he's not coaching good right now. I know Bryce played bad. There's a lot to clean up. You can't just all put it on him. I know he's missed some throws. I just think no, they're they're not shelling. They're not on the same page. Right. And what is our offensive identity? That's what it comes down to. You know, the Falcons know. Uh, he's got a little bit more. What's up, C3? It's Anthony from Charlotte. Um, I just wanted to say that um, going up what I what I said before, they don't have an identity. Like, we just haven't found that identity yet. And I think the thing is, is that Trevor Lawrence is a prime example of this. I already said it, but everyone was calling him a bust. They put so much on his plate because he was such a great prospect, kind of like Bryce, where that they're just like, okay, go be, go be Superman. Like, that's, that's, that was the thing with Christian McCaffrey. That's why he got over here, too. The same thing with Cam. That's why he had injuries eventually, and he couldn't get over the hump because they're asking to do too much. This is a team sport. So if the team isn't going to be willing to actually get him a competent weapon, like a T. Higgins or someone serious like a DeAndre Hopkins, don't expect when he can't carry the whole team by himself. He's just a rookie. Now, if this is year five or year six and he's not playing good, that's a different conversation. But this is year one, and we need to get Bryce home. I know we didn't play good, but that's the truth. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pound. Thanks for your call. Let's keep rocking. Appreciate you, Anthony. D3 Panther family, Panther Billy here. What's uh, up, Billy? Y'all got to chill out on all the hate towards our boy Bryce. Like he's a rookie. You look at the number one overall picks in the past, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, um, Kyler Murray. Like All these guys struggled their first years in the league. It's going to take a little time. This is his second game. The guy needs some help. He needs some help on the line. He needs some offensive weapon help. I can't wait till we go out and get like a T. Higgins next year uh, to really see what this guy will do. Why we're not using LaVisca Chenault more and why we got DJ Chart standing on the line. On the sideline is beyond me, but I'm not the coach. I do believe that we should probably turn things over to Thomas Brown and let him do the play calling. Uh, let me know what y'all think. Y'all have a good night. Everybody like, subscribe, and keep motherfucking pounding. Love keep it, love pounding. Pamper Billy out. Thank you. Good call. Good call, Billy. Is yeah, it's a good question. Is I think it's tough to turn the reins over right now at this point. And yes, uh, Jay Thomas, this is my stress ball. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Chuck from Elizabeth City, aka What's up, Chuck? Guy. I know I haven't checked in as much and uh I've kept up with you guys, been watching you just at weird times and haven't been able to call but been watching the games, keeping up. And I got a lot on my mind and a lot I got to say. Um I'm gonna try to keep it as brief as I can. I just see a lot of people, man, have lost interest. A lot of people now, I wouldn't say we already know the bandwagon jumpers and how people are, but as diehards, you know, we stick with it. But there's been something ever since Ron was here and the gentleman Herney switch fiasco and between Richardson leaving and Tepper coming in, 
And it seems like, you know, we knew that Rivera needed to go. And then Federer comes in and, and, you know, it looked like it was a good fit. But there's a reason why that one guy from the Colts didn't take the job as a GM because of rule. The reason why Luke Kickley retired early, even though he had concussions because of rule. You know, we get rule, he's got a good talking game. He was a snake oil salesman. You know, we finally get rid of him and things look promising. Uh, you know, last, last year, and the assistant coach moved on to San Fran now and, and did a good job at Steve Wilkes, but we needed to make a change. You know, you can't blame Tepper when he's gone out and spent money to bring in a world class coaching staff and, you know, Frank Wright looks the part. But guys, we changing defenses from a four three to a three four, giving up all these draft picks over the years and, and losing out. And giving giving up people like CMC and DJ Moore to try to get picks. But we gapped on a lot of picks, guys. Picking a long snapper instead of Trey Smith a lineman. And then people say, Oh, we need to draft more offensive linemen. We did. Last year we took Aquanu, it numbered the first offensive person on the board. And it's still young. Uh, and, and we've thrown picks at players at positions and we miss. How much did we take J.C. Horn when Patrick Sertain was there? We knew. I always wanted uh, Michael Parsons. But people said we needed a shutdown corner to harder come by than a linebacker. Seems like we've made mistakes bringing Mayfield in and Darnold and throw the number one pick at Bryce Young and how young is it too small? Is the NFL too fast when he has no weapons? It's going to take time. It's I'm not bumping anybody up tonight, Anthony. We're just pushing through. I have a hard time <laughs> staying focused. I have a hard time putting my fandom out there. Although I do, I'm not rooting for anybody else. It's just. All right, he's got a little bit more to go. Hey guys, this is part two. Uh, Chuck from Louisville City, aka Carolina Sports Guy. Just kind of want to finish things up where I said it takes time. I think a lot of us have just ran out of time because we've just been on this dead spin ever since the Super Bowl loss. We had one wild card season and we didn't even win a game. Uh, some teams have had it worse, but it just seems like we've been in a tailspin and we get excited for every draft. We get excited for every free agent. We get excited for every move. The coaches, seems like things are going to get better, and they just never do. I'm not saying give up. We don't give up. And, Tony, you know this. I'm an ECU grad, just like you, and a supporter. Where we used to be when we beat the University of Miami, and we'd upset the teams, and we were the underdog. So far. And now we have a hard time struggling against teams and conferences less than us it's hard to get excited every week when you get beat but yeah, all PTSD. we can do is hang in it just seems to me that this losing takes a toll and we become the chicago cubs and the nfl it's sad i think we're scared we're becoming the, the browns or the bears Guys, yeah better but it just not might not get better for a while it's or dejecting, man. Going pains and deal with it. I mean, got to draft smarter. Got to bring in the right free agents. We do need to pre Brian Burns. We do need some elite talent instead of shipping away for draft picks that might not pan out. 
Well, that's my rant, guys. Keep doing what you do, Cody, BK, Tony, all you guys. Thanks, man. It's great to hear from you again. Appreciate you, Chuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you muted yourself. Yeah, I have to screen this next call. I can tell. Let me make sure you guys. Uh, I know. I mean, one shout out to Chuck. Happy to hear from you. Uh, and number two, yeah, listen, uh, I have not been on this pod, uh, during a winning season. <laughs> like I've even thought that I was the jinx at some, at a certain point, like as soon as I joined C3, we don't get a winning season, man. And when you do this year after year after year, and it's the same old tired song year after year, it's, it's hard to tell people to get excited that, Hey, this is going to be the difference maker. This is going to be what puts us over the edge. And you know, it's like, uh, how many times are you going to build us up just to send us crashing back down? Well, I think this has been probably the all look, I mean, we call it the year of 20 C three, yeah. right? Like is our excitement has been at an all time high and it felt like the least manufactured out of the few years, right? The least obligatory, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, we have to, I think about this, is we have to get excited. I mean, we're fans, number one. You get excited by nature regardless. A new season is a new season. Then we're doing the podcast, right? And I was thinking of how difficult it must have been for a Jets fan when Aaron Rodgers went down. Imagine mm-hmm. they're podcasters and they look at that team. Oh, yeah. So, look, is I think this was the first year, and I think that's what's made kind of these first two games a bitter pill to swallow, is that our excitement was at an all-time high, and it, for the first time, didn't feel manufactured un- by just inorganically. Right. And uh, so, But there's still plenty of time. Is like, look, is all we need, I just, I just want the team to get better from week to week. That's it. Get better from week to week. It's and, almost like it's uh, not too much to ask. Yeah, I mean, that's not. But, I mean, I think that's reasonable. I think that's a reasonable uh, expectation for us to have. I said we were going to be 9-8. and eight. Um, I, Right now it looks like uh, – I, sh- I told you it could be anywhere bef- between or seven and nine wins. You know, is anything below seven – Do you seven, still feel that way? Yeah, I'm going to stay that way until the end of this, until we can't, until we're um, 11 and uh, 0 and 11 and we can't get to seven wins, right? Like, I mean, as long as it's mathematically possible right now, I do think we can be 500. I don't, I don't think the road is going to be easy now. I was hoping we were going to split these two games. That's what I was really hoping. I was really hoping we would start two and 0 out the gate and then we could kind of get to three and four after a tough run and then find a way to battle back and forth body blows in the corner with teams and teams, but you're going to, but the more you keep losing, the harder it's going to be. And you're going to have to get hot at some point if you want to try to get above seven wins. And I mean, at some point, if you start out, Oh, and six, all of a sudden getting to seven might seem a far cry. You know, you might need to be pointless. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, uh, good news. Right. It's not a call. All right, go ahead. And it's right, yeah, no, uh, uh, man, a big time night for super chats, and we certainly appreciate it. Near Vosh with the ten dollars says, uh, if you're having too many losing seasons in a row, you create a losing culture. 
like the Browns had for the last 20 years until recently. It's hard to overcome constant losing. It's like negative momentum. Can't argue with that. I mean, the Jets are like that. The Browns are like that. And then they sold their soul out. Thank God. I will say, regardless of all of this, is I was so thirsty walking in a QB desert. I would have taken anything. I was sitting there going right. last year. I was like, I wanted the will. What was his name? The little Willis. guy. The other. Uh, Malik Willis. Yeah. Because I was yeah. so, I hadn't had a drink of water forever. And I was like, give <laughs> me a drink of water in this quarterback desert. Then I was like, I was like, uh, we were Deshaun Watson. I was Deshaun Watson at one point. I was Lamar Jackson at one point. I was, and you know, right. to be honest, is, yeah. And to be honest, this yeah. is the best drink of water that I could have right now because I feel like, yes, we did trade up a good bit. Um, but it was, I mean, I look at how bad Deshaun Watson's right. not, he's not at playing well. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's not playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Burrow. Well, yeah, I think Joe Burrow, I think, like I ain't worried about cold Joe Burrow just yet. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, is that so? I mean, but I think this is that we look, we weren't in the running for Joe Burrow either. But I was ready to trade for Deshaun Watson. I was ready to sell my soul for someone who and that look, I think the moral I think the moral uh karma is is catching them. Um so let's go to the next call. Because we got to man, just we're just playing calls. Gentlemen, let's say if that dipshit dumbass David Tepper was to put you in charge of the Carolina Panthers tomorrow, said fix this, get us to at least we can be competitive. Don't make Chicago get the number one overall pick and get us to a few wins. Get us to build momentum, build some hope. Tell me, what does the GM, Tony, Cody, CK, the Bat Daddy, Fat Daddy, Boy Toy do? Tell me, what is your one or two, three things you would do to get this season, to save this season? Bye-bye. Ooh, tough question there. Uh, We'll start with our resident GM, Cody Lashney. Yeah, I would say you have to make a trade at the deadline. Uh, and I would even go as far as to say you need a tie, uh, a high-end wide receiver. And, I mean, the only one that comes to mind right now is a T. Higgins. And I would love to have T. Higgins on this team. Now, T. Higgins is not the cure to all that ails us. He's not a, he's not a speed receiver, but he is an incredible reception receiver jump ball receiver think about like a mike williams type you know big long can jump up and get the football and i'm a clemson fan man i would love to pull for t on this team um but they're gonna have to do it because let me tell you this wide receiver core is not built to last Mm. i'm telling you it just isn't i have been saying listen i i wanted so bad to be excited for jonathan mango jonathan mango has been very disappointing if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. I, yeah go ahead, agree. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, I actually agree. I don't, I don't think there's one thing you can do to fix this team to make them not a top three to five pick, to be honest with you. I don't, well, but if don't you're going to make one. a move, if you're going to make a big splash move, I agree with Cody. I think you go wide receiver, but I'm going, uh, I'm going Smith from uh, Philly. I think that oh, T. Higgins, okay. Smith, and Waddle are the three, three best number two wide receivers in the NFL. And I think they're all three number one wide receivers. I like I'm that. taking Smith from Philly. 
I love um, that. I, I literally no said way. that name to Anthony earlier. They called love me him. I, I said, love him as a player, though. Yes. Yeah, yeah, mine is going to be more philosophical. Um, I know this is meant to be like quick hitters. They're not like they're not playing this game. They're not running routes that indicate to me like when you see a team's playing against the Panthers, how often those crosser routes are wide open. Like so, I think you've got to get Bryce's confidence back. You've got to play. Uh, you've got to call plays that are going to play into his strength. Um, and that's going to be getting those short intermediate uh, uh, completions so that he can kind of get that momentum mo- moving in the right direction. Um, right now, you're at a risk of doing damage to his psyche, right? The longer we put him in a position where he's performing underwhelmingly and he's having to take the brunt of the uh, negativity, um, you know, I think that that's, that's you're going to create a, a really difficult, it's like a, a, when a kicker goes bad, right? A kicker goes bad, you're, you're, you're done, right? There's not much you can do to recover from that for the most part. But I think a quarterback that's a rookie quarterback, if you get that in their mind that they're a bust, I think it almost as though they buy into it. Um, you've seen it from time and time again from these guys who have incredible talent who just don't, who, who flame out. Um, so you've got to get him that, uh, those positive, you know, you've got, you got to get, you've got to get the ball moving down the field in a positive way early on. Um, so that's what I'm saying is getting those crosser routes, getting those quick, easy completions. I am ad- identifying any player on this team that you don't see, uh, being, a irreplaceable asset next year. Um, I think Jeremy Chen, I want to put this up. His look is, uh, Jeremy Chen has become a part-time player. And oh, even though yeah. he had a great game in the beginning, as soon as they went into passing sets and their running back got hurt, they put in more uh, cornerbacks. So, like, look, Jeremy Chen is in a in a contract year. So I think if he plays and flashes some good things and you got a team that could benefit from a guy that could play, like, safety linebacker type position or something, whatever, maybe if you could get some value for Chen, more because – not because I think you're going to – acquire a bunch of picks but I'm, I'm like hey you're not going to sign him next year if you don't see yourself signing him and i think my other move is trying to uh hopefully dante jackson stays healthy for four or five games straight and i would almost trade all of these corners away and just be okay with nobody it's and just and what i mean by that is i would pile up i would try to pile up money we are we're scheduled to have a lot of free agent money already salary cap money next year. So what I would just try to do is shed any contract that potentially that you don't think the player um, is, is going to fit for you for the foreseeable future. So a, you can get Lou Vu and some other guys. And then next year I would get aggressive in free agency and I would go and get a top tier offensive lineman, whether that's paying a guard, big time money, whether that's paying a wide receiver or going and getting a more proven cornerback uh, to hopefully pair and a healthier cornerback to pair with maybe potentially a JC horn that could one day play. Maybe it will happen. I want to say something and people are going to get mad and I promise you, I don't care. Jeremy Chen's the most overrated player on this team, bro. No, he's not. People just yes, been crapping on him for a yes, year and a half. You may be overrated, but I don't think he's the, the most overrated. The coaching staff is literally telling you what they think of the man. Coming into this year, 
all that we were asking is what position does Jeremy Chen play? Is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? A lot of people want him to play linebacker, and they're not even willing to put him there. Everybody knows that he's bad in coverage. It's like to everybody that's like, oh, no, we can't trade Jeremy Chen. Or, oh, don't pay. Well, if he's Brian bad, Perry, but you're not going to be able to trade him. you have to have money for Jeremy, for, for Jeremy Chen. It is insanity. It's insanity, man. He's a great guy. He's fast as hell. But he's not a top-tier anything. It, it, my, just mom, my mom's still in the chat. She said, my suggestion, invite Bryce on the on your podcast. Done, it's mom. Done. It's a great really. suggestion. What the problem me? is, is getting him to come on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, he, won't, get- he won't come on the podcast. Because there's a, a, a horseman on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't hate Bryce Young. I don't. I don't. I think he's a good quarterback, but he'll hate me because no, I he just won't. don't. I he just will be see. the nicest guy. He'll win you over. He he'll will. be like, you're he right, Greg. Is that look? Is it's okay to have doubts in me? And it's okay. I understand that. You know, those are all you know, well founded. That's how he answers he those questions. He's phenomenal. You know? <laughs> he's phenomenal. He, you know, he is. You know, he's you know? very good with that. I agree with that. All right. Let's yeah. go to the next call. What's up, Steve? Tyler here. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, it is the uh, Blues evening. Uh, the Panthers are not off to a good start, and uh, it's not looking good. Uh, the defense looks phenomenal. The defense looks better than I thought it would be. The offense is looking worse than I thought it would be. Um, knew it would be rough at the beginning with a uh, new coach, new system, new quarterback, new players, uh, but didn't expect it to be this bad. Um, I I think there's enough blame to go around for everybody. I think uh, a big part of it is the uh, playmakers around Bryce. Another part of it is the play calling. And then Bryce has made some mistakes too. Uh, but I don't think you can play, put it on just the play calling or just the receivers. I think it's a collection of things. Um, the one thing I did not like, um, I mean, I kind of hope it's true, but the one thing I didn't like was when Frank Wright said that, don't worry, we're, it's really close. It looks bad, but uh, we're so close. We're almost there. It kind of gave me a Matt Rule vibe. I didn't like that. But uh, uh, I hope it does get better. It is almost there. But uh, the receiver, I, I, again, I just think it's uh, the weapons is the biggest thing, in my opinion. But I think it's a collection of things. And I think it will get better as the season goes on. It's just starting 0-2. But then starting to own two in your division is not a good way to start. But there's plenty of football left. We'll see what happens. But um, the offense has got to step up a lot. It, it does not look good. So, T. Higgins, 2024, please. Uh, hope you guys have a good one. Uh, love your podcast. Keep pounding. Appreciate you, bro. Keep pounding. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. Um... Yeah, uh, I, if y'all saw the thumbnail here, I can even put it up real quick. Uh, I, I put it in the thumbnail because so many people online are doing this comparison between Frank Reich and Matt Rule. And uh, I, and Greg, you were one of the people that originally uh, were, I mean, you came down pretty hard on uh, Matt Rule pretty much before everyone else. Uh, you see right there, I got the Frank Reich and the uh, the uh, Matt Rule in the same photo. Do you see similarities uh, between those two? 
I mean, yeah, of course there are. I mean, they're both white guys with, you know, scruffy beards and, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> old. Look, like, I, here's my thing, too. And, like, I, I'm not taking pride in this with, with Matt Rule. This is what I do with Matt Rule. I said prove it. The same thing I'm doing with Bryce Young. I'm just saying prove it. I'm not going to knock you if you do bad. Or, like, if you do great, I'm going to give you credit for that. If you do bad, I'm going to knock you for it. And Matt Rule ended up being kind of garbage and nebraska's finding that out right now like i i just i just i don't want people to think that i take pleasure in being right about us being terrible i'm just realistic and i just want to see it before i before i call it you know all right let's go to the next call hey tony who's sebastian hey guys it's the girl that makes them howl aka joey the blind panther i can't believe y'all even did a post game last night knowing we were having the big show tonight but Hey, y'all keep y'all keep grinding, y'all keep grinding just like we keep pounding. Boy, that game was bullshit last night. And the fact that we only lost twenty to seventeen makes it worse because they fucking suck too. It's not like what were they doing? They weren't doing anything. Oh, I tell you what, they were doing. They were doing shit that a blind person couldn't see coming. Literally everything the Panthers would do, I knew they was gonna run Miles Sanders. That's all they did. Run Miles Sanders, even though he didn't get shit. They force fed him the ball. Well, you got to keep running the ball. Why? You have. You can't. Like I'd like to know this. Like, why do coaches do that, knowing that it's not doing well? Like, I I don't know why. But you know what? And then I go to work today, and my buddy's like, "I'm so mad at the broadcast for saying trying to make excuses for Bryce." And they're like, "I I don't know what he was listening to, but." You know, he was like, C.J. Stroud completes 64% of his passes, and he gets sacked the most in the NFL. But you know what? If he's going to complete them passes, then that means some receiver – if he's going to complete 64% of his passes, then that means receivers are getting open. And you know what? Our receivers aren't getting open because the ground doesn't count as an eligible receiver. Mm. Okay? The ground does not count. But that being said, I'm not going to sit here and say that people like Greg are wrong when they say, what has he shown me yet? Okay? Greg has a point, too. And I know, like, you know, and you know what? And I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't been the one that was like, rah, rah, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. At the time, I believed it. And you know what? Maybe next year. Maybe this year's just a foundation. We're building, we're getting better incrementally at times with like dynasties do. You know, dynasties didn't just happen overnight. And the one that like the dream teams that won, look at the Bucks that won the Super Bowl overnight when they got Tom Brady. They're paying for it now. What are they going to do in the future? They're leading the division. They they get so much just to win one trophy. (laughs) Like, we're going to get, like, we're going to build slow. We're going to give our time to win multiple trophies. You better believe that. You better believe I'm pounding the table for us in the future, and this is a foundation year. Could we be good this year? Yeah, maybe. Are we 0-2? Yeah. Does it suck? Yeah. You know, is Bryce Young looking like a world beater? No. Um, look. I, I get his point, but the Bucks are two and zero, leading the division, and and uh, Baker Mayfield is throwing for four hundred yards a game. 
So like let's not let's not act like they don't have our quarterback from last oh, year. Greg, he only beating did that the shit division game, right now. He only did that one game. Hey, I'm gonna give Joey had a second call, but I'm gonna just give him his growl. <laughs> All right. We're gonna get just Joey's growl here. I think I can do this right. I think that also time to build, y'all. And be able to touch him. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> nice. I, uh, I think the uh, the Tampa Bay situation with Baker also leads to the, you know, kind of gives way to the conversation about how important wide receivers really are. Good point. Yeah, good point. Good point. Hey, it's White Chog Espresso. All right, up? let's get to it. Um, you know, Cody said the game was live. You know, it was a great crowd. To be honest, I went to week one opener versus Atlanta. I went to Kevin just loves to shit football. on the Panthers. The Atlanta crowd was a lot better. The environment was a lot better. He's just a realist, man. It was, he's he's it almost in the contest. Like that Atlanta crowd was fiery. They were having fun. They were dancing. It was ridiculous compared to what we do in Charlotte. It was very disappointing. Um, you know, Bryce had some good throws. He had some bad ones. He, I mean, there was one time he threw it right in the dirt, and just a lot of people in the crowd were booing. They booed him. And, you know, I said, you know, it looks like AR was the one that was ready to start in the NFL week one. And Bryce and he just said, and honestly, the way the season goes, if we're only, like, maybe we should have started Andy Dalton week one. Oh if my God, Kevin! are trash. If y'all say the play calling is trash, because we have won maybe these games with Andy Dalton. And this yeah, week, or not week, but the season. No, Let Andy Dalton go. <laughs> Andy Dalton is top ten all time on passing yards. Don't not, get out of here be with that. Better in this offense than Price. Cody, based on what? Cody, Cody, Cody. terrible Cody, offense. Cody, Cody, Cody. Yeah. No, guys knew exactly yeah. what you were going to say. Nasty, disgusting human being. I can't believe you did that last night. Like seriously, dude. Like, what calling the you fuck out, man. is wrong with you? Calling you out. Like I seriously think you need to go to therapy. Like you are a no. disturbing, disgusting human being. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Nobody needs to know what happened. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna distance myself from you. I gotta I gotta step away from you, bro. Go get tested too. Can't be around you. Can't have it. Just gonna leave it Kev. What um, you saw last night? Defense looked great. You know, they held up as much as they could. Um, I'm starting to turn around on my viewpoint with Brian Burns. If we're a losing team by the trade deadline, and somebody offers two first, I'm taking it. Hell yeah! If they offer you player, one first, have, are you taking it? We just traded so much for this rookie quarterback, and we need all the help we can get now. But, uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. And back-to-back, uh, -back, highest scoring champion in fantasy, by the way. So, are you all can to do it. Espresso, out. My question to you guys, if they offer you one first, are you taking it? Hell yes. I'm I trading think... back in the 2024 first round if I can next year. Look, man. 
uh, Cody, you can say all you want to about Andy Dalton, okay? But here's the bottom line. Andy Dalton is top 10 all time in passing yards. Bryce Young oh, hasn't proven shit. Crap. Oh, okay? no. no. So if you want to argue, well, Bryce will do better, you have two games of shitty play. Two games of shitty play versus a career of top ten all time. I have if you say believe you Andy say, Dalton is better in this offense, I have some in this offense right now. Yes, he is. I guarantee you, he is. On the yeah, other right. side of Mars. Then why did they put him in the fourth down play? Then why did they put him in the quarterback sneak? If he's not better, why did they put him in? That's a bad argument, Greg. No, it's not a bad argument. That's a horrible argument. Why? Why do they put Taysom Hill in his situations? Because we talked Taysom about this Hill on Sunday. Taysom Hill is meant to be that player. Right, That's what they have Taysom right. Hill for. No, is to be that thing. guy. It means that they yeah, value Andy Dalton less time. than they value Bryce Young. No, it doesn't. It means they based they would on put what? Andy Dalton that, that, in there your, for the injuries, opinion. and it's instead of no, no he's right. He's why, right. No, he's not right. He's right. I could say just as easily they don't think Bryce Young could do it, and they think Andy Dalton can. No, it's this. Is that? Why can't I say that? No, but, no, because it's not Seriously. right, Greg. What why is, is it not right? Because you don't want to be wrong. It's what no, is there's, Andy there's Dalton no, supposed to do in this offense that Bryce isn't doing? It's wrong. What is Andy Dalton to do in this offense? Why is it wrong? I'll explain it, it to you. It's very simple. Why? It's very simple. Is that a QB sneak is something that does not take an exceptional physical skill set to accomplish. Okay. So Andy so Dalton is it, right? no. Andy Dalton is capable of carrying out a QB sneak. In Why fact, not? his body size may even lend towards it a hair more. One play. One type of play. Now, here's argument. the thing. No, I'm not. Here's the thing. Is that if you have a guy over here that can pull that play off and that could potentially say that. All right. This is the example. The analogy is, is if you got and, and CK won't get this one because he doesn't have doesn't like shoes. Uh, if you have a yeah. really nice pair of shoes, when it rains outside, you don't wear them ever because the rain is a potential I, I, way to destroy the the sneaker. But if, if you have another pair of shoes do that don't have a hole in the bottom that matches your outfit that is older, you wear those on a rainy day. Okay. Okay. Here's no. Let's let's talk about. It. So basically, Greg's argument is that he believes Andy Dalton's a better player. No, the quarterback. No, Brett, no, no. Once, that, again, yes. once again, you're no. wasting my word. You're trying to have it both ways. You can't. No, I'm not ways. trying to have it both you ways. You can't say no, that I'm he's not. all 10 all time passing yards no. and then say that, uh, that uh, oh, he's so much better. No, I said Bryce Andy Dalton may be level. a better quarterback in this situation than Bryce Young is. That does not mean Andy Dalton will be a bit. That Andy Dalton is a better quarterback than Bryce Young will be. What is he supposed to do? twisting my word. saying that, though. Well, right. why is he so, supposed to do better than Bryce? Well, he obviously one runs thing, quarterback sneak better. Sneak. That's why they put him in. One, that, that's one like, play, he obviously Greg. Sneak better. That's like saying this, in. though. Hey, that's like, I'm not even willing to fight on it. Let yeah. him do it. Uh, Let him stay. Hey, no, no. Here's the thing. There is one thing that Andy Dalton probably does better than Bryce Young. He passes the ball a lot better. Oh, do his hair. Show it. No. no. Uh, slide. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, you well, know Bryce what? Young ever be top ten all time in passing yards? 
Do you think right now, based on based on your two games, based on your two games, that you think he's great? That question. I know. Based on your two games, that he's so great. Do you think he can be top ten? Nobody has said that. We're not even saying he's so great. (laughs) You said yes, yes, yes. Uh, Here, CK, I actually wanted to bring this up is um with the slide thing because he can't slide. No, he did it again. But no, no I actually think his not yeah. sliding well in this case was a turf thing. Yeah, I was it wondering about like that as the well. Cleat really? kind of stuck in the turf. Yeah, and I was so wondering about that. The last slide was just silly looking the first game or whatever when we saw him do it. This one really yeah. felt like it looked better in execution, but you saw that heel catch. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, that better not be a lampshade injury. What's oh, up, yeah. C3? Anthony from Charlotte. I know I already called him twice. Um, but this call is CK's just simply for what Greg brought up. Great point. I think if we're really bad, you got to trade Brian Burns. Ask for our pick back. And then just institutionally tank. Get Marvin Williams. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. I want him Harrison on the team. Hell yeah. Get Marvin Harrison that dude is a generational receiver, uh, and then we roll, man. Wait until we have we to listen to Greg on what, that one. Our defense <laughs> last night looked pretty good. I don't think Brian people can argue that got one. one pressure. I mean, we were we got four sacks last night, and he wasn't a part of it. Like this defense is good. This defense is good. Like I don't think he's as detrimental to the defense anymore as we thought because we have schemes. We have an actual defensive play caller that knows what he's doing. The other thing is we didn't even have J.C. Horn. Give me your thoughts on that. Trade Brian Burns to the Bears. Ask for the pick back. Get Marvin Harrison Jr. and we roll. Anthony from Charlotte keep motherfucking well, pounding. I don't think it's – um, I think that you – I think the Panthers may be indicating that they're willing to consider that now. If you're not signing them to the money and that indicates that they, you think that what he's asking for is an overpay. If right. not, we're going to lose him and, next year, right? No, uh, no. Well, technically, no. You could franchise, you franchise tag him if you yeah. really okay. wanted to. Um, so that is, and I think this though is while he, it, while defensive ends are really hard, I don't think you can replace Brian Burns through the draft, right? Immediately, unless you're in a top five position, and you but get we're some, not, yeah, right, exactly. But if you have a bunch of money, you could go get two players like Zach Crosby type, you know what I'm saying? Where you're not paying 34 next year because of inflation, like Cody's saying, and Cody's right is if he balls out this year and you get another year of inflation at the position, yeah, the, it's going to be even more expensive. It's like $36 million. A so year. I know, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Next call. We are, we're, we're getting to the short end. We're getting to the end guys. Cody, CK, hold on CK. Hold me for me. Mm-hmm. Back to 83. Well, and uh man, I gotta say, man, the highlight of my night got them Tony and got them Cody arguing about goddamn Bryce performance last night. And everything. But uh <laughs> man, I, I, I think the man too little, you know what I'm saying? Like I said again, then from last week, I don't sit about and then I'm tired of hearing all these motherfucking excuses for this motherfucker. He's supposed to be goddamn all this shit, you know. So fucking accurate. He's supposed to be Brady esque, goddamn uh, Peyton Manning esque, uh, Drew Brees esque. So smart as shit. He really is. Uh, even last Manning night, you watching the game. He making all them goddamn kills, making all them audibles, but he ain't doing shit with it. You know, like man, 
I'm just tired of fucking excuses. Cam Newton came in through forgot that 400 fucking yards. Two games in the goddamn road. Steve Smith. Goddamn Steve old Smith. ass Steve Smith. You can't say old now. ass. Now Steve you Smith. called me out earlier for picking out the littlest details of every argument. That's exactly what y'all are doing right here. Exactly what y'all are doing. Man, got Jordan Gross. Exactly what y'all are doing. Bryce can't even give him the ball. You got to be open throwing his ass. That's question. My goddamn deep ball. We seen all that bullshit. You know, most people all hype about these got the videos. Got them Bryce Young practicing the receivers. Everybody looking good and all that bullshit. What they doing right now? Ain't doing shit. Ain't doing one <laughs> goddamn deep ball for completion in the goddamn season. These first two fucking games. Right now, man, Bryce Young doesn't look better than the fucking back corral right now. Right, what the fuck yeah, are we talking about here, man? We got two prize picks. All right, all right, that shit's crazy. Thank you, Kev. Like Holy cow. Y'all are guys. trying to bring up this Peyton Manning. Man here, man. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to yeah. the goddamn content. You know, said them boys got them going 10 years strong. The longest run the Panther podcast out here on YouTube. And Rumble. So on. And they got the goddamn game simulation. You know, I love those. Appreciate you, bro. You know? But, uh, it's gonna be a long year, man. Everybody buckle up. Make sure you got some good weed, you got them beers, some good liquor. Don't sound something and just be fucked up, man. Then Frank White fucking trash. And why this motherfucker trying to call plays? Like, man, I can go on so long about this shit, man. But he was the wrong fucking hire. You know, like why you got that hire Thomas Brown won't let Thomas Brown cost some plays. You're dumbass shit. Dumbass retarded ass shit, man. But we still got the same owner. Uh, right thanks now. a lot, C Dog. He is a brand ambassador. We appreciate it, C Dog. Man, you're a great uh, friend of the podcast. Don't forget that if you are interested in playing daily fantasy football sports, Prize Picks is the way to do it. PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code C3. They will match your first time deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars if you use that code. So you put in a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars in promo funds. You put in ninety nine dollars, you get. $99 in promo funds. One of our C3 prize picks specialists, White Chocolate, White Chocolate, White Chocolate Espresso, just won $250 using his fantasy skills because he doesn't know football. It turns out he knows the WNBA. $250. You know what? Mm-hmm. One of the last entries I put in was also in the WNBA. How about this? Some things that G baby, Tony Dunn and Kev got <laughs> in common is that we win prize picks on WNBA picks. Maybe we should look at those, but instead we're going to look at these NFL picks super quick. I did not just to show you how it works. You got to pick multiple players for multiple teams and you can win up to five times or more of your money. Uh, this past week, I did not do so hot, guys. I got uh, Jamal Williams. You know what? They're friendly this, though, is that if a player gets hurt early, they they will reboot your pick right here. Jamal Williams, uh, I wanted to get for – I don't know why I made this pick. One, I was hoping one catch, nine and a half yards. Tara Marshall, Terrace Marshall, my friend Chandler sent me a text during this podcast again. He said, is Terrace Marshall Jr. a bust? The answer is yes at this at point. At this point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's 
And, uh, and, and really, he might be a bust not because of his own fault, but because of the coaching staff that refuses to allow him to prosper in some ways. Who knows? But the last coaching staff was not friendly to him, Steve Wilkes. He's one, this is one player that would have loved having Steve Wilkes as the coach. He didn't get in there at all in this game. So, look, I had a couple of bu- uh, losers this week. Adam Thielen, I was right on target. Nothing there. Look, Miles Sanders couldn't get 50 yards rushing. I got the Alave. I used to, I was this, is a, usually my go-to entry is less than on Baker and Justin. <laughs> I feel like that's usually, I feel like a less than on Baker is a safe pick. So I had a tough week. I, have, I haven't got one. And this, this one was unfair. Thank you. They refunded that. That's a winner right there. Travis Hunter. And if you, we are Buffalo. If you're not into uh, the Colorado Buffaloes, excuse me, I said we are Buffaloes, not Buffalo. You ain't living, man. That mug, you want to talk about excitement. Boulder, Colorado has got, they're like, we love black people now. Huh? <laughs> That's what, no, I mean, true is I just watched a 60 minutes interview with Dion and they were talking about, he went from a place in Jackson, Mississippi, where like 70% of the population is black, mm-hmm. where he went to Boulder, 2%. Colorado, which one. Yeah. It's like one or two. Yeah. yeah. It's like one to 2%. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I, I love Dion, man. Me I too. think he's the fucking He man. is yeah. brutally honest to where it hurts yeah. hearing it sometimes. Yeah. But you I know, like I've, the bravado, man. I wish I had a coach that would cuss. I feel like the Panthers crazy. need that a little bit. Like the, we need someone with some edge, man. Enough of the Boy Scout leaders. Well, bro. I think he also is about. I don't even think it's that. Is I think he is just brutally honest. He walked in there and he told those kids. I watched. Go watch the sixty minutes interview with him. It's fantastic. Um, he walked in and told those kids. He said, "We're not probably. We're not going to be on this team. The color. The yeah. kids that were already there." And he was right. And well, and he said this, if that's what's going to keep you, if that's going to hurt your feelings and make you not up for the challenge, you weren't muscled enough for us anyway. Um, He has a tough, it's a tough love, tough love, but it works. I got, I already got my eye on this. I like Tua uh, more than against Denver. Um, Ooh, Gino. I don't know. Right there. This is what we're doing though, is we're going right away. And we're looking for Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Yes. These are my plays. for. Oh, and you guys want to see the Panthers numbers? We need to because that's what we promised you. We're going to do some Panthers look here. Uh, almost uh, is Lamar. 220 seems like a mountain to climb. Daniel Jones, 213. Is that a mountain to climb against mm. San Francisco? Um, maybe. The only number they have right now for the Panthers is Pinero. Yeah, Pinero's <laughs> are only uh are oh, only that's not a good that's not a good goals. thing. That's hilarious. Um, a lot of faith. Gosh, I like the man. I like the 49ers on everything, dude. I'm telling you, look at Kirk Cousins. Go back to the passing. Look at Kirk Cousins. I like that number. What is Kirk Cousins? 283. 283. It's the Chargers. The Chargers have given up a shit ton of points. Kirk Cousins is one of the best passing quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not one of the best, That's but every lot. year he gets That's a high number, though. Yards. He has Jordan Addison and uh, 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 what's his name? That's uh, a less than right the one there. Everybody, the one everybody wanted to pick first round this year. Justin Jefferson. Dumb. 
you had Justin Jefferson with the first pick every God so stupid. This is a more than right there. Who you guys like? Give me one more. Let's make I need to make some money back. I like Kirk Cousins, man. I got that's what yeah, I'm, I'm not picking that one. I don't feel do, good. Uh, that. Do, uh, do receiving yards. Mm. Uh, Giants. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, 30 and a half. Hey, where's uh, where, hey, tell me if Jalen Hyatt's up there. Because that dude is proven to be uh Tyreek Hill can get that in one play. Christian. What's Kirk that player Hill. from uh the wide receiver from uh, the Rams? Uh oh, the new guy. He's yeah. gotta have a load night day. This one's scary right here. Didn't Devontae go leave with a concussion? He might not even play. Remember, hit hit the little white lines. It shows you what their recent numbers are. Yeah, well, who you want? Uh, let me see. Uh, ba, ba, ba. What about DJ? 55? Nah, DJs. No. Ooh. Ooh. That's pretty good. I mean, that's, gonna have to I think 50.5, you like get that, that one. one pass. I like yeah. this. I like yeah. this. That's where we're going. Look, we're gonna That's a go. whole lot of moors, though. I feel like whenever you have so many moors, it's like, hey. mm. oh, we're going for it. I need it. Prize picks. Use the promo code C three. That's what you got to do. You can find the link in the show notes in the show description. Gets you a one hundred percent deposit match on your first time up to a hundred dollars. I can't tell you how fun it is to play prize picks, particularly when you're winning. And boy, you can win, folks. You can win. Look at this. There is ability to win. I just didn't do it this past two weeks. So anyway, prize picks. We're making a comeback. Here we go. Uh, we've got just a couple more calls in the hole, and we are out of here. We got. We'll fly through the rest of the show. This is I'm eighty-three TV, but uh, my second call. But what I'm saying is, I, this is the first time in a long time, man, since I've been a Panther fan where. I don't see us being good. Like even right now after the Matt Rule shit, I was like, man, it's probably gonna be better. But then we went out here and got Frank White, who I, I thought was the, the wrong hire, you know. Should have kept Steve Wilkes for at least for goddamn two years. So at least one year and give him a full season. You know, but man, I just like right now, I just this is depressing, man. Going this long and being this trash, man. You know. I haven't never seen it like this in a long time, you know. Just fucking, you know, mediocre as fuck, man. Like, dumbass fucking owner, man. His dumbass wife. He got that dude. <laughs> All right, see, dog. Then, like, what, he what did see. Frank White write do with the coach? The mate got them separate. He hired this guy. Like, what did he do? You know, he only had Andrew Luck for one year. I mean, was this nigga so goddamn sorry? Andrew Luck said, man, fuck this year. I got them tired. <laughs> and anybody think about it like that? Said Andrew Luck said, fuck this shit. I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know. Only the shit, dog. Then he got fired around the same time he fired Matt Rule. Like, come on, man. I just don't understand, man. I wish you can got them go get Deion. But Bryce Young just retired. <laughs> but I don't know when we're going to be good. I'm tired of doing the same other bullshit, man, every year. You know? Like, man.
This is the longest one of Pencil Podcast out there, the C3 Podcast. They live every Tuesday, every Friday. You got the free fall on Friday. You got a game simulation on goddamn Saturday. Two dogs, thanks to E3 TV. Wonderful. Appreciate you, brother. Great friend of the show. Next call. Love, see, dog. Hey, uh, this is Daryl Hardy uh, from What's up, Raleigh, North Carolina. I just want to start off by saying I think this show was awesome. I think you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Um, Thank you, man. My kind of take on the first two games, offensively speaking, is I feel like we have a below-average offensive line. And I, I truly believe we've had offensive line issues, especially in the pass blocking area over the last five seasons, to be honest with you. I feel like no matter what quarterbacks we've had back there, whether it be Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Cam Newton coming back again, um, back to Sam Darnold, now with Bryce Young, I feel like every quarterback has, has not had adequate time to throw the ball and there always seems to be a glaring difference when we play opposing teams with how much times you know their quarterbacks have for the most part versus what we have I really think if Bryce Young is going to have any chance of being successful we have to invest a lot of time money and effort in really building up this offensive line to be above average he needs time and I'm, I'm just curious what your guys thoughts are on that i feel like run blocking wise our offensive line is 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 decent <laughs> i would say average Pass Cody, blocking wise, i feel like this has been a glaring issue and it, it, it just bothers me to see bryce young get hit the way he has um over the last two games um, and I'm, I'm just curious what you guys think. I'm to the point I've even said uh, <laughs> that the Carolina Panthers need to to strongly consider over the next couple of years with their early uh, draft picks in the first and second round, at, at least between one of those two selecting uh, offensive linemen. Um, over the next couple of years, strong investment. Anywho, uh, look forward to hearing your thoughts and uh, have a good evening. Great call. Yeah, behind the line, I mean, we our guards, we're missing Brady Christensen and Austin Corbett. And yeah, they did okay in pass protection, but then there were times when Bryce was getting beat up on. Uh, the rookie Brian Brissett out of Clemson for the Saints got home fairly easy, and he was in on one of the sacks, uh, and I believe it was a fumble as well. So, yeah, I mean, with Bryce, your bread and butter is going to be protecting him and putting weapons around him. In fact, it's the one benefit of having a quarterback that's 5'10", 200 pounds, because it is your job to make sure that he always has the best protection that money whoa, can buy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, did you just go. try did you just try to spin off the fact that you have to protect him superiorly yeah, he's as been a benefit this for a long time as a benefit that, this forever. that is well I, I get that who I get that the same he, thing but, but that did listen Drew to the Brees. comment listen to the comment. You're yeah. saying he has to have a superior offensive line 
to no, succeed. what it does that's is not it a makes benefit. you mentally aware that's of the importance of yes it is but it's everyone needs a good offensive line look is that the, look first you had a guy who was a big quarterback in Andrew Luck, who did not get protection and got injured and out of the league early. And just he was tired of rehabbing. Frank Reich was a part of that. Of He saw that. Another thing is the Colts were a little uh, too late on drafting the offensive lineman. Remember, all the, just like Dallas did. Dallas had a terrible offensive line for Tony Robo, and then they figured it out. And then they just started drafting all these offensive linemen. The thing that what Cody is saying, Greg, is that what we said for years when it came to Cam Newton, Cam Newton, because he was a tank, gave you the luxury of putting Byron Bell at left tackle. How'd that work out? Well, that's the point. It's not a luxury. He, it's not a luxury he made it work, work. He made chicken for salad out of chicken shit. But how about this? Year. Did you ever see Tom Brady with a terrible line? Did nope. you ever see Peyton Manning with a horrible line? Nope. Did you no, once right, you right. know no, no, that no, these guys are pocket I, I protect, pocket saying. passers and that they then what you do is you prioritize protection rather right. than saying, "Oh, Cam Newton can survive. He's mobile. He'll do it." That's what he's saying, Greg. Everyone we don't need to get I, I get it. It's not a benefit. That is not but a Lamar benefit Jackson, to having a worse yes, cornerback. No, Lamar what he's Jackson saying is it's is a philosophical benefit right, look, to the way you draft dude, because it's going to always make you more cognizant well, I guess of the philosophical benefit is that right. we draft better wide receivers it's so we have better quarterback we draft better if tight ends a, we it, draft better right, running backs if you have a quarterback that's a, that's a like Lamar Jackson they're going to be <laughs> able to get away from pressures and be able to do a lot of those different things that a pocket passing quarterback isn't going right, to do let's go through these calls man and get out of here we got so, well we, we're not going to Hey guys, it's Connor calling in. Uh, What's up, Connor? First time I'm calling in a while. And the thing that I want to call in about is how how disgusted I am at the fact Whoa. that Frank Wright still allows himself to call the plays. And how Bryce Young still steps in and asks Frank Wright to let him out of the line. He didn't say the F word? I'm also extremely frustrated about the fact that our receivers just cannot get a separation. And our rookie second round receiver will not get any targets. That really shows incompetence right there. You're I right. I thought like that we would have been so much better off at this point with DeAndre Hopkins. Thanks, Connor, for the call. Uh, let's get these last. Hey, it's White Chocolate Espresso again. We only pay this because, because you pay us money. All right. People whining, complaining that Scott didn't get him enough help. Didn't get Bryce enough help. I am sorry. I got the best receivers available in free agency. DeAndre Hopkins was never going to find your people. He even said it in an interview. Remember? Man, Detroit didn't want me. Man, the Lions didn't want me. Man, the Patriots didn't want me. Like, he never once said, man, the Carolina Panthers don't want me. Like, he was never going to, I don't care what, oh, you can throw him in the back. No, he was never going to come here. He didn't want a rookie. It's just, it's just plain facts. The best we could do was Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. That was literally the best was available in free agency. You want to judge Scott on trading up for DJ Johnson? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. You want to judge him for drafting um, Mingo? Yeah, go ahead, whatever. But, you know, that was the best free agent the Carolina Panthers were going to get. Like, you got to remember... They gotta want to come here, people. 
they got to want to come here. They have and to feel they wanted. Have to beg, beg, basically. They have they to feel wanted. And throw them a good bag. So, yeah. Well, this is I'm the problem. When you're not a good oh, team, you got to pay more for free agents. And you we got to the best we could. Period. Peace. All right. Last call. Last call. Here it goes. All right. So, like, I listened to the previous caller, and I'm just like, yeah, there's no way Chicago's trading our pick back from Brian Brent. No way that <laughs> happens. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And like, uh, like, man, I'm just like, I can hear C Dog in the back. Should recoup the capital, but I don't think we're gonna get a pick back. I just wanted to point that out. All right, thanks a lot. Uh, great calls Appreciate tonight. You, a lot of calls, man. There's been a lot of interaction with uh, the C3 Panthers podcast. Uh, throughout the night i do want to we're not gonna go into depth we have we actually had so much we're gonna have to start getting some more wednesday and thursday shows to break some of this up i did want we don't even got to play the bumper i wanted to play one i want to talk about one story that i saw when i was going through this this is bizarre bro um missing former nfl player sergio brown reportedly surfaces in mexico okay so I see the headline. And I go, hey, this happens sometimes, you know, like when I was in Key West, there was one floor like we went to the Florida, like we were in Key West and like they had just like you go there, and get lost. Like so this player, former player just went and turned into like basically an alcoholic homeless person in Key West. Right. It happens to people in Key West. I don't know. So I'm like, oh, man, a former player. You know, miss, you know, kind of just goes off the grid or something. And then I started reading this. And this is wild, bro. And it's even more wild after I did what I didn't even put in the clip that I'm going to tell you about next. It says this, former NFL player Sergio Brown has reportedly surfaced in Mexico after his family reported him missing this week. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, perfect, you know. Myrtle Brown, the former safety's mother, was found dead on Saturday. Police located the body of Myrtle Brown, 73, near a creek outside her home in suburban Chicago. Authorities were called when her friends and family were unable to contact Myrtle or Sergio. According to CNN, the cause of death was ruled a homicide. On Monday, a video surfaced on Instagram of Brown tagged with a location in Mexico City before being deleted. In the video, the former Bills player went on a rant during which he claims he's, he believed his mom was on vacation. Fake news, fake news, fake news, Brown claimed, tagging ESPN. It has to be the FBI that came to my house on Bob Marley's death day with the 511 haze and gas unwarranted. They kidnapped me twice from my home the Maywood Police Department. It had to be the FBI or the Maywood Police, he said. I thought my effing mom was on vacation. Now, bizarre. And now there's rumors that on a ring but camera bell or something, he's seen burning her clothes. This story what? is freaking wild. Yeah, Sergio, my- yeah, I mean, whoa. Whoa and whoa. My mom was the first person to send me this story. She She's asked like, me don't do this to it. me. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, yeah, that's wild, man. All right, I, I, I couldn't get. All right, that's the news for us tonight. We've got uh, that's the show. We got one final segment to rock through. It's the C three Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast. Somehow we got out of here by twelve twenty four. CK is over there, man. He is itching, <laughs> itching to go because he stayed up late in. with me last night. Doing the Me post too. game show, yes, yeah, Greg. Yeah. But Greg, you'll stay here and argue till the sun comes up. You're damn right. CK will be like, I gotta go to bed. I got a little baby in the house, but we gotta get some ice ups in real quick. Cody Lack, let's ice some fools up. Ice up, son. Ice up. All right, the Ice Up segment is the longest-running Panthers podcast segment on the longest-running Panthers podcast. Ten years in, also the longest-running show. We're three, four and a half, four, what I mean, three and a half hours into the show. Guys, um, you, this is our turn to our time to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. I'm going to roll through mine super quick, all right? And they're I not like... I know they're multiple, but CK, don't be scared. It's going to be okay. Uh, number one is Over. this. Uh, <laughs> this, whatever this is, I don't know if this is what kind of dating app or whatever it is. Addie, 33, she loves God. She's a virgin, willing to change for the right person, but also a single mother. um so addy uh, i'm glad that your your baby daddy didn't take your virginity uh this one i thought was weird i took my girlfriend's little sister out on a date so she knows how a guy should treat her when she gets older um this is bizarre and the ice up to this weird nonsense and all the comments were like grooming grooming yeah 100 percent, dude this is my favorite one right here don't do this (laughs) (laughs) all right also did you guys Uh, see that lauren breitbert went on a date Lauren, yeah, Bober, I, did see, I heard about this. And today, got yeah. fell up. Look, because she's got great fake boobs now. So he's like, "Hey, I've never touched fake boobs. Look, let me touch this." Then she is—they're like teenagers in a movie theater. Yeah, she's like well, feeling each Howard other Stern? up. Did and you then hear Howard he, Stern was giving her shit for this. Really? Well, yeah. a lot of people Howard were Stern. talking. About, a lot of people were talking about this. Is like, oh man, you had to use an infrared camera. Leave the girl alone. Well, what's even also, first of all, the pictures of her float around. She is those fake boobs make her look crazy hot. Now, she did not always have those boobs. Second, this guy who is feeling her up owns this bar who had a uh, transgender like a what is what do they have it when the transgenders do a show? Uh, drag, drag show. Drag show. So she comes out against how so she's anti-drag show she's talking about how in public they're given sexualizing the world she's in public sexualizing the world with someone who made money off a drag show and this one right here is not an ice up pick but a congratulations to this dude this dude had uh he eight eight wide receivers he got he bet 80 yards more on each one of them eight dollar bet Guess who won it for him? 
Chris Alave. Oh shit. Eight dollar wager paid out fifty nine thousand yeah. dollars. That's what? not an ice up. That's a fire up, bro. You the man. Ice Damn. up. Those are my picks, guys. You're up. Yeah, man. All right. So, um, mine. Uh, I'm just gonna warn you now. It's pretty shitty. Oh no. <laughs> Did they blur her face out, or is it just bad lighting? Three. Uh, Y'all ready? Three, two, one. Let's go, boys. Let's go, girls. Come on. Get in, get in. Devontae, all the way, all the way, all the way. All the way, all the way. Stay in, stay in, stay in, stay in. Stay in. Stay in. Y'all got this. I got this. Let's go. Is it cold? Yo! 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 Oh, she pooped. Oh, my God. There's just shit all over the place. And the girl right next to her doesn't even know. What's happening, dude? Oh man, nope. uh, had a hit or I two. Mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was an ice bath. I mean, they were already on ice, technically. Uh, oh. yeah, um, don't she uh, shit in an ice bath? <laughs> ice, don't, uh, ice, uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, she's shit in the ice bath. Uh, last one, uh, very simple. Apparently, there's a dude who is going around. To do his escape room <laughs> and just put in a lock on the door. He's locking them in and then he's giving them a clue <laughs> on a piece of paper how to unlock the door. I love it. Look, look, look at the frustration <laughs> on your face. It's like, all right, you're fucking kidding me. Oh, dude. I don't know about. I don't know whether to ice him up or to congratulate him. I like dude, the creativity. I know. Imagine you're a worker that lives there. You're about to go home, and then someone does this shit to you. Oh, man. Look, oh, wow. I, I just did an escape room for the first time a couple weeks They're ago. They're pretty, they are fun. I would laugh my ass off if somebody did that to me when I was trying oh, to walk out the door. God. All right. Boy there, so. um, oh, why, Kevin, you must have done it together. Does anybody else got ice up picks while we're here? I do. I actually have two. Nice. Yeah, I, I came into the night with uh, at least one. Uh, another one developed throughout the night. But uh, I got Ice Up JJ for his little uh, weak-ass backtrack he tried to do last night on the show. And he tried to call and make an excuse for it tonight. But I don't care, dude. I'm pulling tape for Friday Free For All of you giving me shit about liking CJ Stroud. And then your little backtrack means nothing. So you've been pulling for Bryce Young this whole time. You even give me shit for Bryce Young this whole time. And now that Bryce Young is playing like shit, you want to try to backtrack to sound good. So I'm not letting that happen. You're not off the hook. I'm icing you up. And then throughout the show, I got to say, man, Cody and Tony, I'm icing you up. Oh, God. I'm icing y'all up because a few minutes ago, Cody literally just tried to argue that because Bryce Young is small and not a great quarterback, that that's a benefit. That is not that's a benefit for us. Okay, guess what? CJ oh Henderson God. is a terrible wide receiver or a terrible DB. That's a benefit for us because we should draft DBs. My car broke down. That's a benefit for me because I should draft <laughs> get a new car. That is the weakest ass excuse I've ever heard. I don't want to hear that shit. Stop defending this man when he hasn't done shit. All right. Bryce uh, Young being bad is not a benefit for Carolina, especially when we don't have a draft pick next year to fix this. It's I not feel a benefit. Now. There is no argument. 
Ice up. He's a ice up. Look, everybody's with you. Tim S, this is with you. Uh, CK, you got one? I do. Oh, wow. I do. So there was was this artist uh, a couple years ago that, uh, and this is another country, uh, uh, some Copenhagen, uh, someplace over there in Copenhagen. Um, Jens Hanning was supposed to create works of art with a seventy-six thousand uh, dollar, you know, whatever they pay, what do they call that to pay artists to, uh, you know, yeah, uh, patronage or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but instead, the artist created a piece of art that was a blank canvas that they named "Take the Money and Run." <laughs> 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 And so they sued the artist saying it was a breach of contract. <laughs> uh, they won. The artist is required to give the money back. Uh, but, great. Uh, oh. I thought that was funny. Uh, so I'm just saying to the museum and that artist, what's up, son? Uh, like you should awesome. almost just put one brush stroke and say it was almost worth it. Or... <laughs> All right. That's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Caroline Cat Chronicles.com. We're here every Tuesday night to the wee hours of Wednesday morning. We'll be back throughout the week. We've got film rooms coming. We've got the Friday free for all. We've got the news, the beat checks. We got the post game show. A lot of stuff coming. I want to thank every single listener. All the donations tonight were incredible. You make us feel great. The calls are overwhelming overwhelm us with the likes the shares subscribes you see the names you see how to reach them on the screen cody lack take us out of here c3 nation until next time keep pounding When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.